The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Hello and welcome to episode 45 of Dear Download, a podcast where we get to share our most intimate and treasured memories of Download Festival. We'll talk about each year, the bands we saw, the bands we missed and everything else noteworthy that happened across the weekend. Also, we'll touch upon any news, other festivals and the music industry past, present and future. This week, we are talking about all the bands that are playing at Download Festival 2023 on the Sunday. So yeah, we are, we are starting our what we like to call our countdown to download, although I'm sure a lot of you would be would have been counting down from a long time ago already any, anyway. Um, and we thought we'd start with a Sunday because we don't know what the hell Metallica are doing yet. So we thought we'd go backwards. And by the time we get to the Thursday and we talk about Metallica for the second time, we might have an idea of what their set is going to look like if they're doing anything special for it. So before I say any more, I am Adam and I'm here with Simon. Hello. Good day to you, Sir Sire. How are you? Hello. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good, mate. Good. Buzzing. Good. Can't believe it's uh, such a short time. And we're beginning our... It feels like yesterday that we just done last year. It's like, literally, this feels so weird that we're sat here doing the exact same thing where I'm like, oh my God. It literally feels like yesterday we went through all the bands from Download 2022. It's, yeah. It's crazy. It's like, yeah. I think now the weather's getting slightly better. I don't want to jinx it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's you're getting that feeling now, like okay, festival season's coming. We're, we're yeah. ready. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, do it like it, the time flying since last year. It dawned on me recently that we've been doing this for almost two years now as well, which is what ridiculous. Have we? Yeah, yeah, two years. When the hell did, did we start? Oh, we do we start May 2021? Yeah. Oh, how, uh, wow. J- June. Our first episode was, oh, was like a week okay. before the pilot. Pilot. Wow. So. Yeah, our anniversary is going to be something like the 16th of June, I believe, something along those lines. Awesome, man. Um, yeah, so we will celebrate at Download this year, because I think we'll be... No, no, it'll be after Download this year. Anyway, two years, that's crazy. That is crazy. That is yeah. actually mad now. <laughs> when you, yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> you blew my mind last episode, you've just done it again. It's the thing you're going to do every episode now. But yeah, wow. Yeah, awesome. Well, at least we're still enjoying it. We haven't yeah. killed each other or had any arguments yet, so we're, we're all good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we, we, we must say as well that at the time of recording, there is another announcement tomorrow. So yes. we'll be putting this out on a Sunday. But um, yeah, at the moment, we haven't. We don't know what the announcement is yet. We don't know who the new bands are going to announce. Are uh, I think they're going to be putting all the bands into stages as well. Uh, but we don't know who that is yet because this is the only time we've got to record before release day. So uh, yeah, that's okay. We're going to be talking about you know bands in general and stuff, and we'll go through all of that. If Adam doesn't stick a little snippet in this episode, we will go through it all next time at the beginning of the show. Just quickly talk through it and then go through what else we've got to go through. So yeah, it's cool. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Like you know when they put up that big fifty days and they yeah. said there's going to be announcement and stage splits and stuff. It was like wow, okay. Phew. We're getting down to the nitty gritty time now. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 
And do you know what? I saw I saw one of the best responses to that 50 days because it was the first thing I thought of as well. Uh, someone said, it can't be only 50 days. I'm still fat. <laughs> I thought, that's exactly what I thought. I'm trying to lose it before the summer. I'll lose a bit of it. I'll definitely put it on since I'm not walking as much as I as I used to for my job. Well, I can't tell. I can't tell looking at you. Uh, that's because the, the camera's not facing down, but I do have a... <laughs> it's like you, you, for your stag do, you said about we should do a, a, a fancy dress... Um, wrestling theme wrestling yeah and i thought my immediate immediate thought was well i can't be someone who doesn't wear a top (laughs) and and is there any any wrestlers you can think of that have a beer belly (laughs) yeah like i said before all the wrestlers in the 80s had roid bellies which was too many steroids (laughs) and they got a big old belly so you're fine you're just you could just say it's roid belly don't worry about it (laughs) yeah well i was originally thinking about going as king from tekken because he was a wrestler Oh, I thought that was cool, and then I nice. looked at some pictures just to check, and I he was like, he's so muscly, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I can't do that, I can't do that. <laughs> the best thing about fancy dress, though, the best fancy dress like ones are the ones where the person's body doesn't look like the person, but they're still <laughs> dressed like the person. Like when some, it's like like a sort of karaoke when you can sing really well and you do karaoke, it's shit. Because it's yeah. like, eh, it's fun when people can't sing. That's what makes it fun. When yeah. people actually look like the people, it's cosplay. When people yeah, don't look true. like the people and are dressing up fun, it's fancy dress. So yeah. <laughs> it, that makes that makes fancy dress better. Uh, otherwise, you're just cosplaying, which is great, but it's not fancy dress. Fancy dress is supposed to be funny. So yeah. <laughs> that makes it better, actually, that you that you that you would just be in this tight little wrestling outfit. It'll be great. <laughs> just pants. <laughs> <laughs> pants um, and boots. Yeah, do it. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of that, we were you know, we weren't planning on talking about this, but um there will there, there is usually a fancy dress at download, isn't there? Yeah, of course. They haven't yeah. announced what it is yet. Last year it was the the amazing new metal day <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> not many people needed to get anything uh, specific for that they just yeah you dressed up are you <laughs> no it's just my normal clothes <laughs> well, a nice costume <laughs> no, no it's, i wear these every day <laughs> but do you have, have you ever done any of the fancy dress I've, I've never i've never done a fancy dress not no not a download. No download i i enjoy i enjoy doing fancy dress i love like costume parties and stuff like that but i haven't ever done it at download i just like yeah this is the thing right like there's so much stuff happening like there's so many things to be stimulated by at a festival already yeah and i like to show off my band t-shirts so because i you know i get that sort of band t-shirt competition with people and i get massive band t-shirt envy at download i walk around and go oh my god that, sh- that shirt's so nice oh my god that shirt's so nice and then i know which shirts i'm going to buy over the next year because i see someone wearing something really really nice so yeah yeah i like to show off the gree bonus rather than yeah. you know skipping a day and, and doing fancy dress i could do that somewhere else <laughs> But I like that. I like walking around down and seeing people dressed up because it's fun. Yeah. So yeah. I like it. I like to see it, but I don't do it. But you know, you never know. Maybe one year. Yeah, I think. Well, I think one one of the biggest or most popular themes is like the glam bands, like uh, mm. Kiss or um, Steel Panther. And I yeah. don't want to wear clothes that tight, so I don't <laughs> participate. Lycra <laughs> spandex fucking trousers, <laughs> like yeah, see all the package. You got to yeah. do a um. 
you've got to do a spinal tap there and you've got to stuff a cucumber down there. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you've just got this tiny little package. That's <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> might, might have to do that at your stag do. Because I'm going to have tight trousers. <laughs> Mate, there's socks going down mine. You watch it. The lady's going to be like, wow, he's a big boy. No, I'm not. <laughs> is that deodorant in your pocket? Yes, it is. <laughs> Just a lynx cap. It's got that edge as well. Whoa, he's got a really weird shaped penis, this guy. <laughs> Someone taps it and it goes off. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so anyway how have you been the last couple of weeks how's your oh, your two Jesus. <laughs> i can't i can't you know <laughs> right um anything else yes have we have we got to say anything else about that bit no i don't think so how has no. your last couple of weeks been great yeah really good um yeah like i said busy at work struggling with money for the wedding um but that stuff's going we're looking forward to stag do slam dunk is you know month and a bit away so obviously that's a couple of weeks before download i had i did go to the mikan metallica metallica i went to the oh. metallica 72 seasons uh cinema screening so that yeah. was cool something different um yeah really liked it really enjoyed it it was such a good vibe in there literally a cinema of gribos <laughs> and everyone was <laughs> yeah. like Everyone's like rocking out to all the songs and clapping and cheering after like every single track. It was um it was a really fun way to experience the album. Um yeah. I'm really I'm really really glad I did it. It was only 25 quid. Money's tight at the moment, but um my best mate Carter paid for me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for me recently. He's like don't worry, my dude. Don't don't give me the money. I know you haven't got a lot of money at the moment. I'm like, oh, "Thanks, dude." Um but it was great. It was really good fun. We had some wine. It was very tasteful because we were all driving so i had a glass of wine and then yeah. we enjoyed metallica um but yeah it was good it was good it was them talking about the tracks in between uh, then they had oh, like okay. visualizers so some of the tracks had like cgi visualizers some of them had music videos um but yeah, yeah it well, was like really good windows I... player yeah yeah the, some of them the, actually yeah. had a different artist than different ones there was one that looked like an atari game there was one oh. that was like a like a really weird two-bit picture that just scrolled down with all this different stuff on and then some of them were proper music videos with metallica in um but yeah i thought i thought it was really cool i hope whoever else went enjoyed it um but it was good fun and uh also i went to limp biscuit on monday at wembley nice and it was incredible um i mean yeah biscuit have always been excellent live the, you, you, they'll, they'll never disappoint they'll always get the crowd going crazy it's just the type of music that it is and it's weird that I saw them at the exact same venue in 2001 really and then obviously oh, I saw nice. them I saw them this Monday it was just as good if not better than seeing Limp Bizkit right in their prime the place was absolutely packed the crowd yeah. were absolutely going mental like five pits at all times whole crowd going crazy it was like it was one of the best gigs i've been like best big gigs that i've been to in a long long time i hadn't seen biscuit since 2013 when they played the second stage at download and yeah. i you know i i always thought i love biscuit but i'd forgotten how much they can get a crowd to pop and guess what i'm standing in the hallway having a little vape standing there with vicky and guess who walks past me? Mr. Andy Copping. 
No, really? Yeah. Walked uh. straight past, spoke to the security guard and went into one of the doors. So I don't know if that spells out anything for download. I know they are doing a Gunnersbury Park show, which Live Nation are probably involved in. And I'm sure Andy yeah. Copy might have something to do with that. So I'm not saying it's like a tip of the hat to say they might play download but it's definitely a possibility because andy copping literally walked right past me so always a possibility that that Hmm. could be a sign that they're playing download or he has something to do with the um that they're playing a gunnersbury park show it'll be like i don't even know 40 50 000 people it's going to be nuts unfortunately i can't go to that because it's on bloodstock weekend which sucks um but oh well that's all good but i i recommend if you if you can't go to bloodstock Go to London and see Limp Biscuit and Pendulum because that will be wow. Like that will be really, really good. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Biscuit were amazing. Really good. The new song sounded great. Old Soul sounded great. They looked like they were having so much fun. It was just brilliant. It was just great. It's just good to see bands like that still being as good live. They played a really great set. Loads of deep cuts. It was a hugely significant other favorable. They played about eight tracks from Significant Other few yeah. from um, Chocolate Starfish, and then they just played a bit of everything else. It was really, really good. Awesome. Oh, that sounds yeah. good, man. I've never never been to a, a Lip Biscuit gig, uh, like one of their own gigs. I've only ever seen them at festivals. Yeah, they're, um, all, they're good at festivals, but I think, yeah, I mean, they always get the crowd going, like I said, but at their own gig, I mean, everyone's there for Biscuit. You know, they, they really do literally tear the place apart so it was great because it was like uh i don't know it reminded me of a real old school vibe like i barely saw and i'm not complaining about this like an old person but i barely saw anyone with their phones out people were just taking pictures putting them back no one was standing there filming the whole gig it was just chaos on the floor the whole time yeah it was just great it was great to see it really felt like i was back in 2001 again it was excellent so yeah see biscuit if you get the chance it's definitely worth it nice uh going back to well there's a couple of things i wanted to pick up on that actually um, the, let's stick with the Limp Bizkit and Andy Copping. So, I mean, I want to talk about this new announcement that's coming tomorrow. But when people hear it, it's going to be old news. Well, not old news, but they'll, they'll know exactly what's on it. But we don't know what's on it yet. And I no. kind of want to really speculate and, and, and talk about it and, and try and think what kind of bands it will be. But I also don't want to bore people if it's already out. But anyway, so th- this this type of announcement is usually very small bands or, or much smaller bands than you would expect um a lot of bands that a lot of people wouldn't have heard of just to sort of fill out the lower parts of of the lower stages hmm. but uh, yeah i mean f- looking at the lineup though we've got a lot of that already on a lot yeah. of the days yeah. so i mean not the thursday but i think that's going to be a you know a half day or only a couple of stages but looking at the others there are quite a few bands i i do think you're right I think a lot of people go, oh, my God, there's going to announce like, you know, 15 huge bands and they'll announce like two or three big bands and a lot of them will be uh, medium to small bands. So I think you're yeah. right there. That will hit download history tells us that's the case. That's what it normally is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, like I said, everyone's always hoping for the bigger bands. Everyone's going like, oh, do you think you could get Foo Fighters? Do you think they could get someone like Limp Biscuit, Papa yeah. Roach? But then there's, ne- there's always disappointing but mm. it's sold out, and so they might yeah. be trying to get a few. Well, they're 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 my they're my two. You've just said my two on the wish list. My wish list two, which are possibles, are Limp Bizkit and Papa Roach. I would I'm yeah. I would re- I mean, you know just just love to have Papa Roach back at download again. But like mm. I said, 
I've said this to people before. You don't want too many good <laughs> no. bands because then you... We've said this before. On one day, you want between 10 and 12 bands that you want to see. Otherwise, you'll, you'll, you won't get in early enough. You'll miss bands you want to see or bands will clash. So I feel like when download is way overstacked, I just miss a load of stuff. So I kind of feel like now it's got a great sort of thing where there's loads of stuff I want to see, but there is a few bits where I could just wander off and see someone with people. Yeah. So I kind of like that. I don't want it too stacked. Otherwise, <laughs> I'll get annoyed because I'll be missing bands. And I've already said to Vicky, she's in charge of that now. I'm not deciding on missing bands anymore. I get two bands. I say to her, which band do you want to see? That's who we go to. Nice. <laughs> I've taken myself completely out of the equation with that now because otherwise I'll just kick myself. So now I'm like, what do you want to see, babe? Okay, let's go see them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. Uh, but I mean, yeah, there's a few other bands. Pantera, hope people mm. were hoping for. Uh, yeah. They, yeah, they're I, not playing yeah. over here at all yet. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, part of me is thinking it's going to be a fair few bigger bands, you know, maybe five, six, seven bigger bands yeah, instead maybe, of a load yeah. of small bands. And, you know, like I said, it, it's going to be, it's not going to be too much. It's not, it's not, it's not news by the time this comes out on Sunday because everyone already knows. So I could be completely wrong, but um, it's interesting. This this yeah. is definitely an interesting time for download and where they go with it. Um, 100%. Yeah, it'll be interesting, won't it? But, to see. Well, our future selves will already know this information. So yeah. We'll see what our future selves think of it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but obviously, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be announcing all the all the stages and which which bands are going to be on which stages. I don't know if they're going to be announcing much of the village or anything like that yet. And then next next early early next week, they're going to be announcing what the the takeover are going to be announcing which bands they've chosen. Oh, okay, cool. Monday and Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, I think. Nice. Um, so that'd be interesting. We can talk about them in the future, but. Uh, yeah. Oh, so uh, yeah. The other thing I wanted to go back to was the Metallica, the Metallica thing. That I think that's the first time anybody's ever done that at the cinema, isn't it? Well, bands have listening parties, so they'll hire a venue and everyone will go and listen to the album, or, or they'll just have it on repeat or whatever. But yeah, yeah it's it, uh, bands have done it before, but it's not on this scale, you know. On the, yeah, Metallica or Metallica, they're they're huge. So um, and they did say in there as well that they're also. At some point this summer, I think it's August, I think it said, don't quote me on that, um, that they'll be broadcasting two shows live directly into the cinema that you can go and watch. Really? They're American, they're American shows, yeah. But yeah. I think after seeing Metallica twice this year already and already being <laughs> to the cinema, I would have had, I, I love Metallica, don't get me wrong, but I would have had my 2023 Metallica fix by that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because well, when they first announced it, they're going to, going to be showing at the cinema i was like that's that's a lot that's a lot of money that's a lot of money to waste to go and see an album that you can see the day after or you can hear the Mm. day after on spotify but as it got closer to it and i was thinking more along the lines of this has never been done before on this scale like Mm. you said it's it's an event it's not just going to listen to the album it is a massive event and i wish i had had gone to it now yeah it's it's exclusivity isn't it it's really you know specific to metallica fans so metallica fans feel like they're getting you know a nice little so i know you're paying for it but you're getting a nice little saying extra from the band that you wouldn't normally get so yeah yeah at first i was like mm. then i was like do you know what i think that'd be pretty cool 
And then I went and I was like, that was really cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah, but it seems like Metallica just generally are trying to push the boat, push the boat out, push to the next the next level of things, like this whole tour of two dates. I'm not sure if I've heard mm. anybody doing that before. Uh, obviously, a lot of bands that might have had the idea but are not big enough, you know, not to... Uh, I mean, it's just playing, play, you know, playing a 45 minute gig is hard. Playing a two hour set, you know, yeah. or however long they're going to play for, and then playing one the day after that one is. Uh, I know they do tours where it's night, 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 but that's hard work, man. You've really got to be up for it to be able to get a good show twice doing two sets of completely different song not repeating a song. Yeah. That's, that's really something special. So, yeah, like from there. You can't fault Metallica's work rate. That's one thing you cannot fault at it. Whatever you say, if you're not a Metallica fan, you can't say they're not working their asses off for the fans because yeah. they <laughs> yeah. definitely are putting all of their effort into it. And I know that they've said before, you know, they're not going to be they're not going to be a band that goes on forever and ever. They are eventually going to stop at some point. So I think that they're really in their later years trying to really give as much to the fans as possible, which I'm is awesome. Yeah, awesome. Um, well, for me, I haven't really done a lot the last couple of weeks. Um, I have, I've, I have actually been to the cinema twice since the last episode. We uh, obviously last last episode was a movie episode, and we were talking about talking about a lot of movies. And I said that I've not been to the cinema in probably about five or six years since we've had kids. Yeah. And now, and now we talked about movies, and I've been twice since the last episode. Now, I hadn't been. Yeah, no, I hadn't been with Soren to see Mario. No, you went bin. You went yeah. bin last time. Yeah, so twice since the last episode. Um, Mario was really good. It was uh, Soren's first time going to the cinema, and he was really excited and was he he? really he... happy and really sad at some points. You know, uh, like I know we, we the, the all the adults in the cinema knew that none of the main characters were going to die because it was a cartoon for one, and they don't usually do that. But he just didn't seem to know know that. And so I when assume, they were in peril, he was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, die. yeah. I assume great. it was the same for a lot of the kids in there. But yeah, he was like, and he shouted like Luigi at one point. Oh, Luigi! Because he thought he was going to die, and oh, it was, it was That's amazing. Awesome. It was I, I'd so, say he liked it then. Yeah, he really enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah, That's so cool. Great. Uh, really good to have a like first positive cinema experience. If he was that into it, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, he yeah. There's a few times like he sort of had a bit of an outburst. And it was it was so cool. Um, he's, he's got quite sensitive ears, so he had to take these. Um, he's got some ear defenders that he had to take. And um, we we went to the cinema. Me and Kelly went to the cinema last night to watch a Dungeons and Dragons film. And Soren said to Kelly, "Oh, do you want to borrow my ear defenders?" Because it was loud. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. And he's so. How cute. was that? How was the Dungeons and Dragons? Really good. Yeah, really, really good. It. Um, yeah, it looked good. I hadn't seen much about it since. Uh, well, since it was announced, you know, I just wanted to go and see it because it was D and D, yeah. and um, I think it breaks some of the rules at some points. It sort of it does some things that you can't actually do in D and D, but I think that's fine. Uh, it probably annoys some of the the, the bigger fans. But uh, the Warcraft film, I, I I was into World of Warcraft, and the Warcraft film didn't break any rules really. It sort of tried to be as strict as it could to the to the law, and I think that's where it failed so mm, with this breaking yeah. some of the rules to actually make it work as a film a bit more yeah exactly um i think yeah it was really good i think it, it, it's definitely going to go further i think they're definitely going to make some more 
I think it's gone Wicked. down pretty well with a lot of people who aren't even fans of the game. And the cast, I couldn't believe how good the cast was. So many big names. Yeah, they done they done really well with that film to get everyone in it. And it looked great as well. And I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, bloody hell. It's not even saying I would normally watch, but I was like, actually, that looks pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Um, awesome. I, I thought it that the storyline follows... Uh, the storyline and some of the characters follow the God, the first Guardians of the Galaxy film, like pretty much dead on, like pretty much to like spot on to the point. I, I had to describe it. Pretty much, it's a good um, yeah. It's it, it's probably a good thing to base a movie around because because it, it worked so well yeah. and it works in the sort of fantastical elements that you can add to that as well. So yeah, yeah. it's actually a good blueprint. Ah, yeah, nice, nice. For that, yeah. But yeah, I think Chris Pine's character, the main character, he just his humour was exactly the same as Chris Pratt's character yeah, in in, in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. But it was still good, you know. It's been out a long, long time ago now, so maybe people might not have made that comparison, the same comparison. Maybe I could be wrong about it as well. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I like. I enjoyed. I enjoyed last time when we talked about movies. It was nice. Uh, really, yeah. I hope. I hope the listeners enjoyed it because. We had a great time talking about films last time. That was a lot of fun. We have had a couple of people uh, express that they would want to come on a on a on a film episode as well. Uh, one nice. being Chisvids. Yep, big big movie buff, huge yeah. collection. He might even have more DVDs than me, actually. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, neither, neither of these these guys asked. Chisvids just sort of was sort of commented about how gutted he was and how he would have loved to have been on it. And I was like, well, come on, the next one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure definitely. we'll do it again. We said we were going to do it again. Yeah, yeah, we said we were, so <laughs> yeah. definitely. Uh, and the other one was Seegers. Um, he was saying he, he, oh yeah, he he was saying how nice it was that he we we, we didn't talk about Tarantino stuff for like thirty percent of the. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the, that. Uh, the episode. He's, he's got a degree in. <laughs> we'll, we'll do Tarantino. I'm gonna I'm gonna make him talk about Tarantino on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll cut it because I don't like Tarantino. <laughs> uh, what? What? I don't, I don't. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Really Are you like... telling me, out of all of the Tarantino films, there's not one that you like? Well, I mean, I mean, he's ev- gone through a lot of genres. Everyone likes From Dust to Dawn, but I mean, that's about it. Uh, I mean, that's technically, yeah, it's not his movie. So, <laughs> is it not? I didn't know that. Technic- no, it's not. It's that's not. Probably why I like he's it. He's in it and he produced it, but he didn't. He didn't write it or direct it. Okay, so he might have. I'm not sure if you added a writing credit on it, but it definitely doesn't count as a proper town. It's in the t- mix, but it's not not the same. So yeah, yeah we'd have we'd have to find one that you like from the actual. I mean, there's there's way more that there's there's only one Tarantino film that I'm not that keen on, but it's still by far not a bad film, which is Jackie Brown. It's okay. okay. It's it's decent. I like it, but it's it's my least favorite Tarantino film. But there, there must be one that you like. They're all so different yeah he's I got a western he's got spaghetti western out. he's got a thingy he's got he's got ones about gangs he's got ones about random stories he's got ones about a woman trying to get revenge on everyone killing each other. i mean there must be one that you're like kill bill okay that's pretty good yeah like yeah you know no, we'll i know we'll see you i remember know. jackie brown coming out and it was when we had a woolworths here and it was just a wall of jackie oh. brown it was really popular at the time but no I, i've never seen it i've seen oh, a few yeah, i've seen a few but yeah, watch a couple, man. I don't really want to. <laughs> I don't. Uh, maybe I will. I don't know. We, we are watching a lot of more films at the moment, so it's nice. 
Um, but yeah, like I was saying, so Seeger's, he said he's got a degree in um, in something to do with movies. And so he's listened to a lot of podcasts and, and, and a lot of things to do with movies. And um, most of them do talk about Tarantino. Probably a bit like how we all had to learn about Shakespeare in English. It was was my yeah. guess. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, he's he's one of the ones like, you know, his style is so him and yeah. he's been so big and so influential. I mean, if you're talking about directors, you, you can't not talk about him. It's just you have to. So understand that. But yeah, hopefully they uh, everyone enjoyed our analysis of movies because we've never talked about them on this kind of format before. Like music, we've kind of built up how to talk about it but yeah. with films we kind of just jumped in where we were like okay <laughs> this is what we're doing now so hopefully yeah. we've done a good job of actually explaining films yeah. to you guys yeah. Um, yeah especially if there were ones that you liked that we you know said as much about that as we possibly could because it was i lo- i listened back to a bit of it i was i'm gonna listen to this episode see see what it was like and it's just the way you just go pitch black <laughs> just like <laughs> and i said it was like a cold open it was just bang straight in that made me crack up man i was laughing good yeah like i said I, I i hope it uh entertained a lot of people listening as well i'd should I, should I just say something quickly i just want to say everyone in the discord i love you because i love the discord and i love all you guys and if you listen to this podcast i love you but I'll love you even more if you join the Discord. <laughs> and I can talk to you as well. So, yeah, come and join the Discord because it's amazing. And we were building such an awesome community over there. And I just love talking to everyone, seeing other people, talking to other people, everyone sharing all their download experiences. You know, everyone's got an intro. We, we actually know who people are now when they introduce themselves. It's been fantastic. And big yeah. up to Stu for all of his hard work so far on it and yeah i love it come join the discord <laughs> it's wicked absolutely yeah um Stu has been amazing he's been been you know the things he's been doing with the discord that was going to be one of my next things to talk about so well done Sorry. for jumping in there no, but yeah i i have actually been doing a little bit more a little bit of work on the podcast uh recently i i have i have made a link tree now a link tree account a link tree website I didn't really know what it was. I'd seen it around for a long time, but I'd not really looked into it. But uh, yeah, so in the show notes, you'll be able to find a link to our link tree that has links to everything that we have, um, including the Discord. But yeah, you'll be able to find all of our social medias on there, our uh, email address, all sorts. Anything, anything you might think you might, anything that you think you might need, will be in there, including the Patreon link, the brand new Patreon link that we set up a few weeks ago. I know I've been saying I was going to do it for ages, probably months, months, not weeks. And uh, so I finally did it. Uh, we've got a couple of people, a couple of people signed up to uh, to our Patreon already to support us, which is absolutely amazing. If any, if anybody else wants to, we've only got a couple of tiers at the moment, but we will be getting merch. We'll be getting guitar picks, stickers, patches, T-shirts. Um, that should be all, co- all be coming very soon. So uh, get on over yeah. there, have a look. And whatever you can give will help us out massively. Uh, the last thing I need to say about uh, before we go into the main topic is the Wednesday morning episode. Um, there's something we did last year. We um, we put the word out and said we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you either from you to either write to us or send us a voice message about what you love about download. What makes you keep going back there? Uh, what download means to you? And if you send us a message, one of us will read it out. Um, 
or you know if, if you send us a voice voice message a voice clip we'll just add it into the show we'll add it to the wednesday morning episode that we'll put out on wednesday morning uh so yeah that, that's something else we're going to do again this year so start thinking about that it's going to come around a lot sooner than you think so we want to get some of them in as soon as possible we'll touch on that again at the end of the show but like i said you, you'll be able to find it all in the show all in the show notes a link to everything your heart desires so shall we bring ronnie in for the first episode of countdown to download here we go right let's all count down to ronnie here we go 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 thank you ronnie so yeah we're talking about every single band so far that's been announced before this latest announcement because we haven't seen it yet um on the sunday and so like i said we can't actually tell you what um what stages they're going to be playing on Shall we go for oh, one thing I want to say? One thing I want to say. So I took uh, the same as last year. I took all of the little blurbs of the bands. I'm going to read them out from Download's website. Uh, they got a little write-up. They got the bands A to Z on there. And you've uh, expressed how you don't like the bands being an A to Z on the poster. Well, they've got those like the Who, the who's the other one? There's three with the 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 Mefs on mm-hmm. the poster. They're under T. On the A to Z, mm-hmm. on the website, they are under, not under T, they're on the the next oh word. And that was very annoying. <sighs> download, sort this out, please. <laughs> are we doing, you know, even on the poster, some things are alphabetical and some things aren't. Just pick one yeah. and go with it, please. <laughs> doing my nutting with this stuff, honestly. Sort it out. Who's in charge of this? <laughs> Don't fire them, but tell them to... It's either alphabetical or it's not. One or the other. Yeah. Okay, so now we've got that out of the way. On the poster side of it, do you want to start from the bottom and work up? So start from go Z to A? Yeah? Yes. Apart from the named bands at the top. Yeah, we'll do those. If we just go up, because that's that's the the way I listened to them, the ones that I didn't know. Cool. So, yeah. Excellent. So, um, yeah, people who, who were with us last year, they will know how this works i will read out the blurb simon will give her a brief overview of what the band is and what the band's like i have listened to most of these as well cool i'd like to get your thoughts on some of these because uh although this was a mixed bag there were some of these i didn't like it was and a... some i really liked yeah it was so... a mixed bag wasn't it like it's good it's good there's yeah. a lot of we're going to go through a lot of genres right now which is yeah <laughs> can only be a good thing for download to have this many bases covered so yeah good so it's a bit of a mixed bag but yeah we'll, we'll get we'll get to them awesome but yeah i listen to them as well but simon is better than me at this kind of thing so <laughs> yeah he is he shook his head but he is you all know that <laughs> we all know that simon is just being modest no Maybe not more. I don't know if that's the right word. See, I can't even get that right. <laughs> <laughs> the description of the person describing it. <laughs> it's like mansplaining to someone about mansplaining. I heard about that before. <laughs> it was always quite funny. <laughs> or splitting hairs like how about... How many levels? How many levels there are? That's amazing. Yeah. Or splitting hairs about split hairs. I've done that before. 
<laughs> okay, let's go. Touche Amore has been burrowing through angst, alienation, cancer and death throughout four adored studio albums. After over a decade of working through darkness, the band's generously gruff-fick... Gruff-fith... <laughs> Too many Fs. I... <laughs> <laughs> they done this last time that like yeah. for anyone that did listen to the, to the last download review these band descriptions i sometimes obviously the bands write them and i don't know no one obviously proofreads some of these and they put words in where they're either really difficult to read or they just make no sense whatsoever yeah so bear with adam because <laughs> legitimately some of these are really hard to read out loud yeah <laughs> i'll try again the band's generously gruff fifth album lament finds the light at the end of the tunnel through 11 songs touche amore looks back at its past and uses hard-won optimism to point its fans towards light and love that's quite nice quite nice one actually yeah apart from that beginning bit the end bits very nice yeah what did you think really good um really good i i actually went on youtube first of all watched a couple of these on youtube and then i moved over to spotify and i watched their um live k in the pit um gig i watched two or three songs yeah and yeah i thought it was really i thought they were great i was like well it's like post hardcore stuff so i said it's really good reminds me of glass jaw little bit of hell is for heroes in there just the sort of thing that I would normally like, which is surprising why I haven't heard of these guys before. Yeah. Really liked his vocals. I mean, he was really giving it everything. And then listened to them again on Spotify, and I thought, they're really good. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed all the songs I listened to. Really nice. You know, some of it was really nice, soft guitar picking parts. Uh, then obviously it goes into the more hardcore bits. But it wasn't, like, full on. It had a little bit of a nice edge to it. Um, and, yeah, I really... Really, really enjoyed them. Nice, awesome. Um, yeah, touche more. What did you think? Did you did I, you listen? I did. I can't remember a lot about these guys, so I can't comment too much. Well, I can't comment anything really. Um, I think I remember they surprised me. Touche more. Mm. It makes me think of like some kind of nineties pop band. Mm. Um, yeah, does have that kind of ring to it. Yeah. Yeah. Not. I think, can't think of who it is. That who is it? There was somebody. Definitely someone. Never mind. Um. But yeah, I cannot remember. At all, really, to be honest. Um, Terror. Terror is an American hardcore band from Los Angeles formed in 2002. The band has undergone several lineup changes, all overseen by founding members Scott Vogel and Nick Jett. Its current lineup also features guitarist Martin Stewart and Jordan Posner, as well as bassist Chris Linkovich. The band has released eight studio. Eight. The band has released eight studio albums the most recent of which, Pain Into Power, was released in May 2022. The band are noted as one of the most influential modern bands within beatdown hardcore and hardcore punk with stereo gum describing terror as an institution within their genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, terror. Uh, well, bear in mind, first of all, I haven't read any of these things for the band, so I've just gone with what I heard from listening to them or, you know, what I saw their image was. So, yeah. I, I obviously wrote down hardcore band with a few punk elements. Yeah, I like I like hardcore, but I don't like when hardcore is just hardcore. It has to have other elements for me to enjoy. I like hog some hardcore bands, but if it's just 
I don't want to say standard, but just hardcore. I, I never get into them as much as if they're like hardcore, but they've got elements of like metal or other stuff in there. So I thought it was good, good, but it's not for me. But obviously, if you are a fan of hardcore, this is 100% a band that you definitely have to listen to. So yeah, I, I liked it. It was good. Not necessarily something I would go back to. But if you like hardcore, you definitely have to check this band out. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember hearing the sort of punk punk side of it at the beginning of the song one of the songs i listened to um and then yeah going into a lot heavier uh than, than yeah. i was expecting yeah definitely surprised me uh what mm-hmm. i think when i first heard the punk bit I, i'm not really a big punk fan i'm not a big punk kind of guy like old school punk not the new yeah. new punk pop punk um but yeah i was surprised and it i did enjoy it taylor acorn growing up in the early 90s and 2000s pop punk pop rock scene for Taylor Acorn, it was never a phase. Hailing from the small north-central Pennsylvania town of Wellsborough, Taylor had always dreamed of a career in music and in 2014 dropped out of Cutstown University to pursue just that, setting her sights for Nashville in 2017. Since then, she has gained the attention of many emo pop-punk bands with her newly rendered versions of their songs. Covers aren't the only thing that she's been grasping the attention of fans grasping the attention of fans though with her infectiously relatable releases to do that again in my head and shape-shifting taylor is now leaving her own footprint in the pop punk community giving her fans a place to feel safe and to feel heard by tackling tough subjects such as mental health by sharing her own personal struggles she wants to give her listeners a space where they can feel free and vulnerable a place where healing and a, a place where healing is accepted no matter who you are or where you've come from. Yeah, um, well, I thought it was interesting. It's not the sort of thing that I normally like, but I did write down Avril Lavigne-style pop-punk. So, obviously, it's pop-punk with a bit of a message to it as well. Um, I think if you like, uh, especially female-led pop-punk, or any sort of pop-rock stuff, um, especially, you know, a lot of the modern bands are going in that direction, especially the really, really young bands, um, I think you would like it. Not my sort of thing, but I respected it for what it is. And I can see that all of the titles and songs that she's got, she's obviously trying to go a certain way and, you know, speak about things that are considered to be taboos in her music. So, yeah, I thought it was cool. Not for me, but if you like pop punk or, you know, Avril Lavigne or someone that's got a bit of a deeper message to their music, um, yeah, definitely would be for you. Yeah, I it's an odd one for me. First listen, Taylor Acorn, I thought it reminded me of just pop pop music uh, i thought along the lines of kelly clarkson but i think it takes me a few more listens to actually hear all the elements in the song i only had mm-hmm. a couple of listens to i think it was shapeshifter and um yeah the, the second listen i could definitely hear more of the rock elements coming through um so it wasn't just like there's a weird pop artist at download yeah it's, it's not just yeah, a big it, pop it's artist. alternative <laughs> yeah. yeah it's alternative definitely definitely belongs well the metalers wouldn't say it belongs on a download lineup but it it belongs on an alternative lineup definitely yeah. yeah has that edge to it yeah soul glow soul glow is an american hardcore punk band from philadelphia pennsylvania the band is composed of pierce jordan gg guerra and tj stevenson the band has been described as a mix of hardcore punk punk rock and rap rock I had to take that from Wikipedia. There wasn't anything on the website. Oh, I think I said said lastly, I didn't either. 
I, I found that it seems like download take most of their blurbs from Spotify. So if a band haven't got anything on Spotify, yeah, yeah, there's nothing on the website. So there's not much to go on there. But uh, what do you think? Yeah, uh, very, very interesting. Um, at first, I couldn't get a hold on the vocals, whether I liked them or not, because they were very weird. Very sometimes they were very scattered. Sometimes they were very fast. Um, but then I realized that the guy's vocal tone reminds me a lot of when Jared from Head PE, when they do what they call G-Punk, um, it reminds me of that kind of sub-noise records, you know, like um, LA kind of Orange County style punk stuff. Um, I hear a lot of like bad brains and then it goes punky, hardcore, and then switches to quite chuggy in places, almost metally. Um I really, really liked it. After a couple of songs, I was like, this is excellent. And from what I've heard, apparently they are incredible live. Um, and a lot of people, I read a lot of comments on YouTube, people saying that these guys are really sort of pushing modern punk. They're one of the like really young, up and coming sort of modern punk bands. And everyone's very excited about what they're going to do. So that made me excited about them. And I really like them. And I've added them to one of my playlists. I thought nice. that they were really good. Very interesting, very different. And yeah, I really, really liked it. If I get a chance, I will check them out live. These will be one of the bands. There's a few on here, but this is definitely the bands. It's early in the day. If no one else is playing at the same time, I will go and see Soul Glow. They really intrigued me enough to go and actually want to watch them. Yeah, do you know what? I think I would too. Strange, uh, similar, similar with this band. I the, I think the first song I listened to, and I listened to that one a couple of times, it was not their kind of style, not that kind of thing that they would normally do. It was a, I think it was a much slower song. A much, it's just an odd song. And and mm-hmm. so from my first impression, that's what I thought they were like. And then another one came on today and it just blew me away. And I was like, "What? this is not what I thought the band sounded like. <laughs> uh, and this is something else, again, I said a few a few episodes ago, sometimes... You know, just from one or two listens of a band, you don't get their feels. You know, bands do different types of songs all the time, so you got to exactly, yeah, you got to yeah, like like you said, like you might listen on Spotify, and the top two songs might be the slow songs, yeah, and then but the whole rest of the album is nothing like those two slow songs that have been bumped up or wherever they are. So yeah, yeah I feel like that that's a good thing to do is kind of have a listen to a few because you'd be like, oh wait a minute, because I've done that with loads of bands and been like. Okay, so they're like a slowy rock band, and this is the next one, and it's like metalcore, and you're like, <laughs> wait, what? Is this the same band? So yeah, totally. Yeah, I get that. You can't, you can't. It's hard to, and I know people don't have a lot of time these days, and they want to rush through things. They listen to a band, and they go, eh, I've gave it a few seconds. That's not good, and that's fair enough. If you, that's what you want to do. But if you have time, like you said, to sort of let it sink in a little bit, and there might be something in there that you actually are quite intrigued by. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and um. Yeah, when when I heard it today, I was like, like I said, it blew me away, and it is mm. the kind of music I would absolutely love. It, I did think they would probably be quite good live. Um, mm. So I yeah, I saw I was reading the YouTube comments and people were saying, "Go and see them live. They are really, really good." So I was like, "Cool." So if we done. get a chance, yeah. yeah, maybe we may may see Soul Glow. You never know. Awesome. Soen, I think is how it's pronounced. Um, S O E N. Initially formed in 2004, it was in May 2010 that the formation of Soen was officially announced. What? <laughs> the original lineup consisted of former Opeth drummer Martin Lopez, Testament and Sadus bassist Steve DiGiorgio, Willow Tree vocalist Joel Ekeloff, and guitarist Kim 
Platzbarsdis. Uh, produced by Inaki Marconi and the band Imperial 2021 was mixed and mastered by Kane Churko, who was work who has worked with the likes of Ozzy Osbourne and Bob Dylan. Eight crisp, sharp and supremely constructed songs spanning frustration, reflection and hope. Imperial is the most fierce and dynamic release of Stone's journey, which will engage the listener immediately and sustain long after this crazy time has passed. It's rich details destined to make it a classic metal album of this era. Some of that didn't make sense. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest <laughs> written biography, but there we go. Yep. Um yeah, really good. Very, very good instrumentally. Absolutely flawless. Really, really great. Very prog rocky. Um there's a there's a tiny bit of metal in there, but it is very much sort of prog rock esque. And I, I wrote down Shades of Carnival, Tall, and even Pink Floyd on the softer tracks. Um yeah, I really enjoyed it. I've seen a lot of people wearing their T shirts actually at gigs and just around um so i don't know if they're like overly popular but i've seen a lot of people wearing their merch which just just happened to catch my eye so um yeah i'm gonna delve deeper into these guys because it's i love prog stuff so yeah it's sitting in that and you said opeth it's sitting in that kind of lighter side of opeth stuff um so yeah i really enjoyed what i heard i'm gonna delve in deeper i think if you're a fan of prog you should you probably should go and check them out because I have a feeling that it's going to be really really good to actually listen to these songs played live. So yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, cool. I don't remember much about what I heard from them, so uh, I will listen to some more definitely. Um, not sure how this one's pronounced either. Sim. It's like a capital S, I, mm-hmm. and a capital M. Sim. So I assume Sim. Yeah. Sim. So, oh, hang on. Yeah, Silence is mine. There we go. Are a Japanese alternative metal band from. Kanagawa Prefecture, formed in 2004. Uh, the band currently consists of MAH, vocals, Shohate, guitar, Sin, bass, and Godry on drums. Their musical style mixes heavy metal, alternative, hip-hop, ska, reggae, dub, and punk with rebellious lyrics and songs with attitude. The band signed with Pony Canyon in 2022 and released their single, the Rumbling, used as the opening theme for the anime Attack on Titan, the final season part two. The single managed to enter the US Billboard charts. It charted at number one on the Hot Hard Rock Songs, number five on the Bubbling Under Hot 100 singles, number two on the Hard Rock Digital Song Sales, and number 13 on the Hot Rock and Alternative Songs. I don't, didn't know so many of them was existed. <laughs> <laughs> This was the band I liked the least out of all of the bands that we listened to. Okay. I did not like it at all. I felt like there was way too much going on. I mean, I don't want to diss anyone who's a fan of this band, but to me it sounded like a band trying way too hard. Sometimes they're singing in Japanese. Sometimes they're singing in English. The melodies were just horrible. It, mm. it I, I, I really... I don't normally dislike stuff, but it was... I, I really didn't like anything about this band. I felt like it was an absolute mess. And on top of that, the mixes were just a mess. It was, yeah. <laughs> I listened to three songs, turned them off very quickly <laughs> after that, and uh, unfortunately I will not be going back. I did not enjoy this band at all. That's my personal opinion, but I thought that it was just a mess. Wow. 
but that's just it me. Really, isn't very often we hear anything like that from you. So, uh, yeah, wow, yeah, literally, I was just like, there, those are horrible chorus melodies, the vocal lines. Didn't like the mixing of the two languages. It was only in one song, but I just didn't like it. Yeah, didn't like the melodies. Didn't like the mixes. Didn't like the guitars. Thought the electronic elements were just yeah. Didn't like any of it. It sounded like a mess to me. Yeah, but that's just me. Um, I think I remember liking this band a little bit. I can't fully remember why, but I think I yeah a couple of songs. A couple of songs I listened to. I didn't didn't make notes, but yeah, I thought I thought I liked them. So uh, I'm gonna listen to them again and see why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, set it off. The Los Angeles-based band comprised of Cody Carson, Zach DeWall, and Max Danziger have become known for creating their own original brand of pop music, infusing bold electronic elements with rock instrument instru- instrumentations and guitar riffs as catchy as the choruses and an overall feel-good, dance-worthy vibe. Yeah, I really liked this band. Um, I got really big mid-2000s emo, you know, Panic at the Disco, Mike M vibes, really emo-rocky singer has a fantastic voice. Um, but I felt like all of the stuff just, just really reminded me of that, particularly that very first um, Panic at the Disco album, which I absolutely love from start to finish. Uh, yeah, I think if you're a fan of Mike M or anything mid-2000s emo style and you want to hear a band that has a really great singer and puts songs together very well, go listen to this band. Like I'm going to recommend them to Vicky because she loves that sort of stuff. Um, and I think that anyone that loves that mid-2000s phase of you know emo and rock stuff would dig this band big time. And I saw some of their songs had like 13 million listens. I was like, really? wow, they must be doing really well for themselves. But yeah, they were really good. They really surprised me. I thought that's, they sound fantastic. So yeah, I was, um, I enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah, I am. Um, I wasn't really a big fan of the, the early 2000s like emo phase but i really like this band i really like them a lot <laughs> if you went back to the first panic album i think you'd like it if you like this it's like it's basically exactly the I same i never listened to that album to be fair um <laughs> yeah i think i had fallout boys first album and that was about it mm, uh, that's a good album yeah very good uh but yeah i don't, I don't know what it is about set it off, set it off. um I think it was what it was one of they were one of the first bands that I heard of from the second announcement or I heard a song from the second announcement and and straight away I absolutely loved that song I don't remember which song it was at the moment and I've heard them a couple of times since then and and both times have been like yeah there's a really good like it's just sort of concreted my my thoughts about them nice Palais Royale equal parts Britpop glam rock and art pop uh, and art punk even Palais Royale have amassed over half a billion streams throughout their career and earned a legion of cult-like fans with their adrenaline-fueled rock and roll circus. The band recently released their fourth full-length Fever Dream. Yep, meant to be album there. The fourth full-length album Fever Dream, which emerged from a much-needed break in the chaos. Returning to their roots and composing most of the album on piano, equal parts ecstatic head rush and in-depth meditation on the state of the human psyche. Psyche, probably. Uh, the result is Palais Royale's boldest and most visionary body of work to date. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked this. Again, um, it wasn't what I was expecting. Uh, I don't know why I had them in my mind as like some sort of emo metalcore band, which they definitely aren't. Um, again, probably getting confused with another band somewhere. But yeah, I thought it. they really sounded like 
they had an Arctic Monkeys vibe about them, which I thought was really, really cool. It reminded me of that, yeah, 2000s sort of indie rock stuff kind of going on to the sort of rock and roll kind of stuff. Um, but I really liked it. I thought it, the vocals were really, really good. It really reminded me of that sort of stuff, being in the club, you know, listening to The Killers, Arctic Monkeys, mm. all that sort of stuff. Um, I really liked it. I thought it was really good, really, really well put together. Um, good vocals. Yeah, really good. Um, I could, if no one else is on, I could see myself again watching them. They are so big, um, which is great. Yeah, I really, really liked it. Yeah, I mean, I never knew how big they were. I think they're a band that I've heard of before, um, but one that probably Same. just left my memory or, you know, evaded my memory for a long time now because they have been around mm. for a while, haven't they? I didn't say there. Um, I think they must be if they almost half a billion. Is it half a billion? Is that something like that? Anyway, um, yeah, I I wasn't a fan of uh, Palais Royale, not my kind of thing. Um, I can't put my finger on why. I don't really remember at the moment, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Mod Sun, with a career spanning over a decade, very few musicians have accomplished what Minnesota native Mod Sun has. With the release of four albums, three EPs, six mixtapes, and more than 100 songs, he has amassed global recognition and widespread industry respect. Mod Sun, which stands for Movement on Dreams Stand Under None, started out as a drummer for two popular pop punk rock bands in the early 2000s, Four Letter Lie and Scary Kids Scaring Kids. I've heard of them, I think, yeah. Yeah, definitely heard of them. After several years of national and overseas touring, he decides to step out from behind the drums to pursue a solo career. Within his first year, he landed a spot in Rolling Stone's coveted national cover contest. Do you want to be a rock and roll star? Where he was a semi-finalist. And when you did that, Mod Sun. No, Mod Sun, yeah. Um, like modern emo rock stuff. Um, I, it kind of reminded me of what Machine Gun Kelly's been doing recently um, with his kind of, you know, pop punky emo kind of stuff. Um, I thought it was okay. It's not the kind of thing that I enjoy at all. It's well out of my wheelhouse. But I can see why a lot of people like these modern sort of solo artists. A lot of people now are deciding to go solo, you know, make it about them rather than about a whole band. Um, I can see why he's got a cool image, looks really cool. So I can see why he would be doing so well. But yeah, not for me. But I think if you like anything sort of Machine Gun Kelly or any of the new artists that are, do go solo and play the emo rock stuff, you'll probably be into Mod Sun, I would have thought. Awesome. I don't think I listened to this. I put all the bands playing. I put a couple of songs in a playlist and listened to it most days just on random over the last sort of week. Um, but I don't think they ever came on. Or if they did, uh, I, 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 I didn't pay enough attention to actually look and see who it was. I probably should have. But uh, yeah, no, I don't I don't think I ever listened to them. Cool. Um, the Mephs. Since exploding onto the East Anglian UK scene in 2019, the Mephs, a.k.a. Lily on vocals, guitar, and Lewis on drums and backing vocals, have built up a reputation as purveyors of frantic punk bangers and an absolute must-see live sensation. <laughs> My notes literally say, The Mephs, modern punk, female vocals, was okay. <laughs> I think that's about what I thought of them, yeah. I noticed, <laughs> noticed they were punk. Like, I thought it was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. There was nothing that grabbed me. I just thought it was a standard punk band, which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Here we go. Lorna Shaw. 
For Lorna Shaw, their determination and grit are paying off massively. With new bassist Michael Mook Yeager rounding out the lineup, they found themselves on the cover of Rock Sound, slated for an upcoming European run with Australian metalcore behemoths Parkway Drive and a sold-out headline tour of the UK that won raves from Kerrang. Go on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone knows I've already gushed about this band enough, but I think that to see a deathcore band doing so well and doing such huge numbers but still being so unbelievably heavy mm. is amazing. Now, I know that their new stuff is a little... I wouldn't say lighter, but it's a little bit more on the sort of listenable side than their older stuff was. Um, but, yeah, I just love this band. Um, I mean, just vocals absolutely out of this world. You have to yeah. listen to this band just to check out his vocals to see what is possible with just your throat um <laughs> which is mind-blowing for such a young singer as well to be able to do it don't know how long he's gonna be able to do it for but also the band i mean you know if you like any form of deathcore any kind of death they have a lot of death metal in there as well their new stuff sounds you know closer to cradle of filth than it does to deathcore still has those elements to it but um they have gone in that kind of direction on the latest album but yeah I can't say enough good things about this band. They're really sort of flying the flag for proper, proper heavy music and getting a lot of people into that kind of stuff because I know Deathcore is quite difficult for some people to listen to. But I will vouch that they are unbelievable live and a must-watch if you're a fan of any type of metal because I can guarantee you will be there headbanging and you will be like, holy hell, this guy's making those sounds with his mouth. Like I thought Danny Filth made some incredible sounds. And even though he is unbelievable, this guy is on another level when it comes to vocals. So yeah, go and check him out. Let's get as many people into Deathcore as possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they're playing the main stage as well. Um, wow. They? No, they're not. Actually, we don't know that. I think we don't know that yet. It's assumed that they'll be playing main stage. Um, they played main stage at Bloodstock. I yeah. think that's smaller, but still a big deal for a yeah. deathcore band. Um, but yeah, I, I I think they probably will play main stage just because of how big they've got in in a short amount of time. But yeah, I think I am definitely going to be going to see Lorna Shaw. Hundred uh, percent. Gen generally not my kind of music, but it's just it's like you said. I, I've listened to them a fair few times over the last few months, year or so, and today they just blew me away all over again. Like I can't, I don't know what song it was I was listening to. And just like, like you said, the, the the noises he makes, I was just like, this is insane. How is he doing that? Um, but yeah, again, the music is just just the, the way it chugs sometimes. It's just so nice. Yeah, so, it's good. Yeah, I, really I, good. Maybe their fans won't like me calling it nice, but <laughs> it's not the best. It's really nice deathcore. But. <laughs> It was nice. Yeah, it was very, it was nice music. I like Launchal because they're nice. Yeah, nice boys, nice yeah. music. I still really think you you could probably go to a pub and say that we got this this female solo artist called Lorna Shaw. Do you want to book her? And then Lorna <laughs> Shaw turn up. And that, like, you, you think, and that name, there's probably a reason for that name. If anybody knows it, let us know. I don't know what it is. It'd be um, funny if they snuck in on the Reading lineup because someone thought that they were like a, a female <laughs> solo artist. And you've got, you're like, yes, yes, go get in the Reading lineup. 
<laughs> awesome. Uh, Joey Valance and Bray. Multi-genre producer, vocalist and writer, Joey Valance is blending elements of classic breakbeat, hip-hop, boom-bap, hardcore punk and other alternative genres in a strikingly refreshing way. Combined with the additional lyric, lyrical talent of vocalist Bray, the two have explosively launched into the America, in, in, not America, into the alternative and hip-hop scenes with their high-energy antics, easily identified style and masterful use of social media. Interesting. What do you think? Yeah, this is my favourite thing that we've had yet on this. This is, I spent the entire day listening to this band today. Really? Just on repeat. Like, I love old school hip hop and this really gave me Tribe Called Quest, Della Soul, even though the vocals are more like Beastie Boys, like white boy rap, basically. Mm. Wow, the, I, it's just incredible. Um, I think that vocally, uh, lyrically, unbelievable. Just reminds me of all of the great 90s hip hop stuff that hip, modern hip hop is missing. I added it, added about 10 songs to my playlist within 10 seconds of hearing the first <laughs> like two tracks. I was like, yep, 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 get it on. Um, yes, I literally can't get enough of these guys. I just, I love old school hip hop. And this just reminded me of everything that I love about old hip hop only done in a modern style they use like the old kind of you know tweaky kind of samples and stuff but then on some of the songs they use the more modern samples a bit more boomy um but yeah i loved every second of it and i pro- yeah i listened to them pretty much all day today on repeat i uh, this is one of the best things i've ever found from listening to anything that we've <laughs> done at download and it's not it's not metal you know it is alternative because it does have that beastie boys edge and there are rock elements to the stuff but it is very much you know grounded in hip-hop and i will try my hardest to go and see this band because i have a feeling that watching these guys do this kind of hip-hop live will be wicked so if you like any form of hip-hop check out joe valance and bray because it's sick nice jasmine bean there comes a time in a nightmare where you are, where you force yourself to jolt back into reality, fearing the consequences of what lies beyond if you were to keep your eyes closed and enter the murky parts of your mind where only the most sinister things roam. <sighs> Jasmine Bean represents that dark part of your psyche. If, if we have grown accustomed to carefree euphoria pop becoming commonplace in the charts, then prepare for everything to be shaken up. Jasmine is here, and they're about to fuck with what everyone is familiar with. Your thoughts? Yeah, um, I thought it was okay. Not my sort of thing. Again, this is outside of my wheelhouse, even though I will occasionally invite some things in. Um, Reminded me a lot of um, Mindless Self-Indulgence. Very crazy, a lot of crazy electronic elements. Um, I feel like her voice went from, yeah, doing lots of mental stuff to doing some nice singing as well. So I felt like she was really trying to, she had a good vocal sort of range. Um, But yeah, yeah, it was okay. Uh, It wasn't for me, but reminded me on the heavier side of um, minor self-indulgence. That's all I've got to say about it. Nice. I don't think I listen to much. Nothing sticks out anyway. The Who or The Huh. Do you say The Huh? I think it's The Who. The Who. Okay. Mm -hmm. The Who, founded in 2016 in Ulaanbaatar. Mongolia. The Who, comprised of producer Dashka, along with members Gala, Jaya, Temka and Enkush, are a modern rock group rooted in the tradition of their homeland. 
The band's name translates to the Mongolian root word for human being, and their unique approach blends instruments like the, the Morin Kur, uh, horsehead fiddle, Tovshur, Mongolian guitar, Tumur Kur, jaw harp, and throat singing with contemporary sounds, creating a unique sonic profile that they call Hunter Rock. I probably butchered some of them. <laughs> I might have done all right, though. I don't know. Done the, I think you've done the best you double could. Double U's. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, I do not um, like The Who. <laughs> I, don't. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Like this band, everyone talks about this band. This band got really, really popular, like really, really quickly. They've done songs with like tons of people. I, I just don't get it. I, I don't enjoy anything about them. It just doesn't. I'm miss. I don't know what I'm missing, but whatever it is, I'm missing it because yeah. I've tried to listen to this band on multiple occasions, and it just doesn't light my fire at all. I just I don't get it. I don't know what it is, what I'm missing. I don't know. I just I'm I'm just not a fan of the Who. Yeah. Yeah. Give me uh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. <laughs> um. Yeah. Mongolian throat singing was fun when it was on RudeTube. 15 years ago. It was, that's what it was called, wasn't it? RudeTube, presented by some guy just showing you YouTube videos. Oh, yeah, I remember that. He was a popular that. guy, wow. wasn't he? I can't remember who he was. Um, but yeah, that was a, there was a one massive Mongolian throat singing video that was cool. And that's a, as far as being cool Mongolian throat singing got, as far as I'm concerned. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't listen to them. A lot, a lot of these other bands... I would have kept on just to get through the song, just just to go like, yeah, it might, might be all right. But every time the these guys came on, I was like, I just want to skip this. I just want to <laughs> go to the next song. Yeah, just not for us, I guess. Yeah. Oh well. I'm sure a lot of people watch them though, because they seem to be really, really popular. So if you like them, you crack on. Yeah. You crack uh, on. Hawks. Hawks are an alternative metal band made up of Anna, Hannah, Jess, and Julia. London-based but hailing from Greece, Wales, England and Italy, our sound is made up of four-part harmonies, drop-tuned heavy riffs and progressive drums. We write songs about oppressive beauty standards, mental health struggles, violence against women, self-empowered, the tales of being a, a naughty gremlin and much more. We write songs that we need to sing as vehicles of catharsis, love and rage. Um, yeah, alternative metal. It was good. It's nice to see an all-female band, um, which hmm. is pretty cool. Um, I will say, I'm very... I'm sure I've said this on here before, but I'm very, very fussy with my female vocals. There are certain tones I really don't... In singers in general, but specifically with female vocals, there are certain tones I don't like. She has a tone that I really like. I liked her voice a lot more than I liked the music, if that makes any sense. Like, mm. the music was okay, but I thought the vocals were really good. It was something that I would listen to. So I might carry on with this band and see if I can get to them. But yeah, very fussy with female vocals. So I was like, oh, I like the vocals. Good. Okay. The music I was like, okay, it's all right. It's not bad. It hasn't, nothing's jumped out to me yet that grabs me. But I think I might continue with them and give them a little bit of um, of a chance to to win me over but yeah good i liked it awesome yeah i think i did too um i can't put my finger on what it was at the moment um i do think when i first saw them on the download festival website i thought they looked a lot like bewitched uh so i was hope i was, I was hoping for an you irish were hoping pop, weren't you hoping for an yeah. irish pop group 
Um, like you the rest, but um, yeah, they're not. They're not. I'm afraid. <laughs> you might not care that much as much as I do. Anyway, um, but yeah, I can't. I can't. I think I can't remember why, but I remember quite liking them. Uh, Green Lung, a cult band in every sense of the word. Green Lung emerged from the heavy rock scene around legendary London boozer The Black Heart with self-released debut EP Free the Witch in 2018, drawing on a host of peculiar British influences from proto-metal, iconoclast Black Sabbath and Black Widow to the new wave of British heavy metal acolytes Angel Witch, Demon and Witchbinder General, the Bat... Oh, that's two different bands. Um, the band have swiftly risen to the forefront of the UK metal scene wielding megalithic guitar riffs, psyched out organ squalls and lyrics that celebrate the folklore, myths and legends of Britain. They conjure the wild and witchy spirits of their forebears for a new generation. I don't remember much about nice. them, but I like them from that uh, from that right up. Yeah, I, I, I like that they mentioned the sort of witchy, has that kind of vibe to it. I got like the, the doomy sabbath vibes from it very doomy then they had a lot of sort of bluesy metal stuff a lot like down um yeah really really old school metal riffs they're really going for that kind of 70s you know let's sing about you know incantations and shit but with like doomy music it had a real flavor, and i think that his vocals although he doesn't have the same tone as ozzy i can see what he was trying to do his vocals to get that kind of black sabbath thing kind of back but yeah i really liked it i thought his vocals were really good i thought the music was great just in the kind of wheelhouse of stuff that i like um so i am gonna continue with these guys and give them a further listen but on first listen really really enjoyed them very cool awesome graphic nature raw heavy aggressive and at times genuinely creepy London and Kent-based metalers Graphic Nature are one of the most energised and exciting new bands to emerge from the British metal scene in years. Coming into existence after singer Harvey Freeman joined guitarist Pete Wulven, Matas Mikhailovitsks, bassist Charlie Smith and drummer Jack Bowdery in their previous band Cove. The, the quintet realised while listening to early 2000s new metal on the way home from shows that their ambitions were more in tune with Slipknot, Korn and Deftones than the metalcore they'd been playing. Taking their name from a track on Deftones' Koino Komen album in 2019, Graphic Nature announces themselves with the single Grit and immediately with the single oh the single Grit and immediately began carving a name for themselves as a ferocious new force in British heavy metal. Butchered that one a little bit. Yeah, Graphic Nature. Yeah, that's a really good Deftones album. That's the Deftones album that you liked. Yeah, that's the one that you said, oh my God, I actually like a Deftones album. We were like, oh my God. Yeah, it's that one. It's really good. Um, But yeah, yeah, I've written here Modern Metal and a Dash of New Metal, which I've put um, because I definitely heard the New Metal influence in it. Um, I've written down as well in the same vein as Loathe on their more New Metal-y side rather than sort of Modern Metal-y side. A uh, little bit of Void of Vision in there as well. Lots of dislocated, down-tuned riffs. Head me, had me headbanging. Like, yeah. I was sitting there listening to it and I was going like that and I was like, do you know what? That's good, man. I like this. So yeah. again, a lot of the same as Green Lung. I am going to delve more into these guys because from what I heard, I really, really liked it. They had loads of different elements of stuff that I like sort of rounded into one package. So yeah, I'm interested to see... Um, after a few more listens, what I 
what I think of them. But yeah, first listens, really, really good. Nice. Awesome. Um, Dinosaur Pileup. Short one, this one. Dinosaur Pileup are a British alt-rock band led by singer, songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Matthew Bigland, whose ruffy, whose riffy, grunge-inspired sound has earned comparisons to Nirvana and Foo Fighters. Now, I know you like them. Yeah, I... Yeah, I really like this band. Um, so yeah, like alternative rock stuff, like they said, a little bit of grunge elements. So that's just the sort of dirty, like sort of headbanging riffs, a tiny little dash of pop punk. I feel like they do a little bit delve into that. His voice is kind of on that side, but not into the part that it annoys me. Um, hmm. But they do try other stuff like they do little bits where he almost kind of raps. Um, but yeah, I'm a fan of this band. I missed them at Trees last year. And um, then Carter was telling me how good they were. And I was really disappointed. Luckily, they're playing Download <laughs> and 2000 Trees again. So if I miss them right. at one, I will try and catch them at the other. Um, so I will be seeing Dinosaur Pile Up at least once this year. Um, but yeah, I think they're a really, really great band. Um, I think if you like any sort of alt rock stuff um, or anything grunge, I think you should give them a listen because they will probably have an element of their music that you will like. Nice. I... Do not like grunge, but I did like Dinosaur Pileup. Um, I think it was, yeah, I don't know why. Again, I can't put my finger on exactly what it was about them at the moment. Uh, mm. But there's a few times I was listening to them. I was sort of, it's the same as what you said about Green Lung. I was just like sort of bopping along. And I was like, oh, this is really good. Like, mm. really enjoying this. So good. I would, would go back awesome. and listen to some more. I think definitely. Nice. Crash Face. Crash Face is a collision between a brace of minds with a mutual love for the loud. The raucous two-piece boasts infectious energy and alluring aggression through stomping riffs. Abrasm. Oh, abrasive. It's all capitals, this one. I don't know why it's all in capitals. Abrasive yet pop-tinged vocals and explosive. That looks like explosum as well. It's just the I and the A-V. Um, explosive, thought-provoking lyrics. It's death pop. And it's bubblegum metal. Boom. This musical Frankenstein has set Crash Face up to be this generation's call to noise revolution. I, I like them. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I've just written alternative rock. I like the aggression. Think they are a two piece. That's all I've written. <laughs> so I think I liked them, but um, well, just two I think piece, I, I thought yeah. it was good. I like the aggression, but uh, nothing stood out to me on the first listen. So okay. maybe in future, you never know. But I thought, yeah, pretty good, but nothing. Awesome. Cleo Patrick. Cleo Patrick has logged 77 million streams and counting, all from an increasingly dedicated fan base who's found the band their own way. No major label, no big budget, just two best pals knuckling down, cementing a unique sonic alchemy and filling a space of honest, empathetic, yet undeniably heavy-hitting rock music that they'd be searching for themselves for years. I... Yeah, so I've written... I've gone, sorry. I didn't think download booked unsigned bands. That's what the like the if you're unsigned, you're most likely to get in there if you go to the uh, the takeover. Well, there'll be a few sort of independent, technically unsigned oh, bands. Suppose, yeah. Okay. So yeah, but um, I liked these guys a lot more than I like. Cause I've written here another two piece. I like them a lot more than I like Crash Face. Um, yeah. I thought they had a bit of like muse style guitars i got a bit of raw blood in there as well i thought the vocals were really good really really good voice um and i really liked it for a two-piece i thought they were sounded fat you know so let's see what that's like live but um yeah 
sounded really really good really liked them um a lot more than the the previous two piece but yeah very very good nice and it's cool to see a two piece man like you know two pieces you've got to work your ass off in a two-piece band especially if you're singing and playing an instrument as well so fair play to anyone that's in a two-piece or even a three-piece i've played in a three-piece before and you've got to work your bollocks off to try and get anything out of it so fair play to them yeah yeah nice uh i don't think i like them to start with i think they grew on me a little bit um again it's something we said i i would never usually go back to bands if i didn't like them just in to, to begin with um, but there must be so many bands where like it's just becoming familiar with the music and sort of knowing what's mm. coming up next and you you hear it a bit differently after after the first few listens or after the first listen once you become familiar with it and like I said about um, Taylor Acorn like it sounded completely different on my second listen yeah way different to the first it's weird like I don't know you may be able to do it straight away on the first listen um, no it still happens you know you yeah. listen to it and you think yeah I've, you know, I've got, got that out of it and you listen to it again you go Oh, I've just heard something completely different. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it definitely happens. Uh, but yeah, I do do think I remember liking them the the second and third sort of time I heard them. So yeah, I will listen to some more. Although we'll be listening to a lot of other bands in the next few weeks, um, <laughs> try to cram in all the other bands that are playing. But um, I will try try and listen to some more of these again. Um, Bloodywood, Bloodywood is an Indian heavy metal band from New Delhi, formed in 2016. They began as a parody band that uploaded metal covers of pop songs on YouTube, but later went on to write their own original material. The band has cited Linkin Park, Radiance Machine, System of a Down, Ultra Bridge and Limp Bizkit as the musical influences. I don't... No, I think I do. When I first heard them, I thought they were absolutely amazing the last sort of few months. But I know I definitely heard a couple of songs these last sort of two or three days. And it didn't seem to do anything for me. I don't know why. I think mean, I was a little bit busy at the time. I was working as well, so maybe that's why. But it didn't like that. It just absolutely blew me away at first, and it didn't these last couple of days. What do you think? Oh, I, I love them. I think they're absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, brilliant. That like they, like they said, like it, when I saw them, I I'd listened to them before, but I saw them at Bloodstock and. Even live, they 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 they're the only band to ever even have a shred of what Linkin Park used to have. But I really got huge Linkin Park vibes yeah. just from the way they were live, like having the two singers. It really, I was like, wow, I feel like I'm almost at a Linkin Park gig again. Like it had that kind of vibe, and they were so positive in between the songs. Their songs got great mess, like. Um, messages in them as well the music's fucking awesome and it's great to have an indian metal band like that's just that in itself is incredible and to top it off they're really really good as well i will 100 percent not be missing bloodywood at download yeah. after the last time i saw them live they were absolutely fantastic so yeah i'm really really looking forward to seeing bloodywood again awesome yeah i'm thinking i probably will end up going to see them uh, I, most people we know will probably want to see them so i'll probably join you i i, I could be wrong um if i listen to some more um i might be really into it again maybe it was about bad songs that i chose to put on the playlist or not bad but not some of their better ones but i don't know it's weird yeah it's weird i've never really i don't know i have had that before uh, we'll see we'll see yeah um blind channel rockia rokan sio probably butchered that or to Lucy translate this Finnish saying, fortune favours the brave. Truly, none have been braver than Blind Channel. 
focusing focusing intently on their mission to take their brand of infectiously ferocious new metal outside of Finland's linguistic restrictions. This bravery is ingrained within. Nice. Uh, yeah, I've written uh, sort of. I got modern metal with a lot of electronic elements up front. Really quick screaming vocals. Like if you if you if you rap but you scream. That's what a lot of bands are kind of doing now. They're not, you know, they're going down the new metal route of rapping. But when you scream, it just sounds like you're talking really fast and not actually rapping. I'd see a lot of, okay. sort of modern bands using that, you know, um, that thing. And I that he was doing that a lot on there as well. Um, it's weird because this band has everything I would normally like in a band. But I didn't like it that much. Yeah. I don't know what it like. They have all the elements of a band that I would like. But on first listen, bear in mind, yeah, didn't do anything for me. Didn't do anything for me. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know they were Finnish until today. But you won't be surprised to hear that I really like them. Really like. Them. I've, I've been heard. I've been hearing <sighs> lots of things about them. It, to me, I don't know. It's, I, I've been seeing people talking about them a lot. I don't know how big they are, but it just makes me think somehow a lot of their fans end up being super fans and talk about them and want to try and push them on other people and say this, this is an amazing band mm. not all bands have that and i don't know what it what you have to do to be able to make make that happen or if it just is an accident sometimes but yeah i've heard a lot about them been seeing a lot about them for a long time never listened to them until recently and i couldn't believe it i was like why have i not been listening to this band they're amazing nice yeah really good really like them i'll give them another try because like i said they have everything i should like yeah just didn't like it on first yeah. listen hmm Beauty School. Beauty School are a six-piece that fuse a diverse pool of influences to make eloquent, emo-infused alternative rock. With debut singles, Take It Slow, already championing the beat by championed by BBC One Rock Show, Upset Magazine, Rock Sound, and Discord. That's weird. I don't know what that is. It's not Discord. The SCVRD? Ever heard of that? <laughs> no idea. Beauty School have interpreted sounds from pop-punk, alt-rock, and indie rock and forged a record that finds a home in each genre without feeling out of place or overindulgent. Formed out of a number of members of Leeds bands with unfinished business, the band's debut album, Happiness, is an example of a group drawing from multiple areas of inspiration and experiences to make an, an album bursting with pent-up energy and interlaced with deft lyrical touch of lead singer joe cabrera that was hard to read <laughs> yeah it was hard to read i mean when i first heard beauty school because again it's another deftones title like graphic nature i thought i was going to be listening to a deftones clone huh that's not what i got uh i got yeah an alt rock emo band um they reminded me of probably vicky's favorite band in the world ever the menzingers they had that kind of alt rock sort of emo vibe to them i liked them it's not really my sort of thing but i will recommend them to vicky because i think that she will get a kick out of them because they sound a little bit like the menzingers so yeah i was expecting something very different yeah <laughs> but uh, I, I got this so yeah it was, it was weird there's another band i quite enjoyed yeah so i i probably skipped a lot of a lot of old school emo albums that i would have really enjoyed probably <laughs> i think you did i think you you need to go through your emo phase or... I, I, I haven't been through it yet <laughs> you're gonna have a late emo phase it's fine <laughs> turn, turn up to download and you'll see half of my face uh, he's gonna have hair down here he's gonna be wearing red 
um, eyeshadow like I used to. The makeup, so I can do shirt, the makeup. A red, a red tie. A while ago. He's going to be sitting in the corner talks, talking about how much he loves Jared Way. <laughs> he's got, got, got a new Mike M tattoo. <laughs> oh, I think they're going to have a field day with this in the Discord, aren't they? <laughs> do your worst. I don't care, but we need to just dress. We need to do, at one day at download, we just need to do you fancy dress. I'll bring uh, loads of clothes with me and we need to do you up emo for the day. That would be fantastic. I don't know if I want to do that. You can have an emo day. Let's do it. Avatar, the heavy metal and roll dark madcap visionaries, collectively known as Avatar, didn't pick their moniker by accident. And Avatar is defined as either a manifestation of a deity in, the, in bodily form or an icon representing a separate being in another realm. Both meanings perfectly describe the Swedish rock sensations as they've built something larger than life. Ambitious sorcerers of the highest order, Avatar, smash the boundaries between band, theatre troupe and cinematic masterminds. With a series of celebrated albums and videos and the immersive world of Avatar Country, a fantastical land where metal rules supreme. I did not know all of that about them. <laughs> uh... This is a band that a lot of people have recommended to me. A lot of people have told me about. Again, this is like a lot of bands at the moment for me. They have everything in a band I should like. They have a cool image. The music's good. They're kind of crazy. They got cool ideas. I just I can't get into them for some reason. I don't know what it is that's stopping me. They have everything that I should like. And every time I mention other bands, people go, "Oh, have you listened to Avatar?" And I go, "Yes, I have." I can't get into them for some fucking reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Literally the other day on YouTube, people were like, you should listen to Avatar, dude. I'm like, oh, fuck's sake. I'm going to have to give them another listen. But yeah, again, maybe I'm on the cusp. I liked them a bit more than I did last time. I'm going to have to just keep trying with Avatar. Yeah. And eventually I'll become a fan. But yeah, um, I've only heard really great things about them live as well. I'm sure they're going to have a huge crowd. But yeah, I've heard live live they absolutely kick ass so there is a possibility if no one else is playing at the same time that i really really want to see i might check out avatar to see if it's live where they turn me into a fan yeah but yeah what did you think i i i like avatar um i said a little while ago i i i didn't like them um well i i had never liked them until i was listening to some songs for, for because they were announced for download. No, I think it was a new album, a new album, wasn't it? And it was on my um, release radar. And I listened to the new song and I was like, this is really, really good. Like, why have I not been into these before? And then I tried to listen to a few more and they were, they were, weren't as good as I remembered the first one being. Maybe it was different songs. I just wasn't into them as much. And then another song came on again today and I was like, yes, this is good. This is really good again. Like, so it's probably, it's probably a bit hit or miss for me, but. I when when I like the songs that I've liked, I've really liked them. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So I I probably will end up going to see Avatar at download this year. I probably will make make the effort. I'm, I'm very very well maybe joining you there, sir. Awesome. But heavy metal and roll though that was amazing. <laughs> heavy metal and roll. <laughs> like Jesus. Uh, the Amity Affliction. <laughs> the Amity Affliction. Cocoon. Raw honesty. In haunting hooks, pummeling grooves, and rapturous riffs, the Australian heavy alternative quartet 
Joe Birch, Aaron Stringer, Dan Brown, and John Longobardi. Another powerful truth on their seventh full-length and debut for Pure no- Noise Records. Everyone loves you once you leave them. What do you think? Yeah, they were okay. Metalcore. Um, the music was good. The guy's screams were good, but then he started singing in that tone that I don't like. <laughs> um, almost where, you know, like... Um, like I, like I take the example, so I, this is what I'm trying to explain to people when I say there's a certain tone I don't like, right? Um, a day to remember are great when they're doing the heavy parts. But as soon as he starts singing a chorus, I, I'm automatically out. Yeah. Because he has that, Amer- you know, that, they might not even be American, but he has that American pop punk edge on top of the metal stuff or changing from one to the other. And it's never sat right with me. Yeah. Ever. And this guy has that tone when he does the clean vocals. And it automatically puts me off of a band. I know that's a really weird thing, but it's almost like a musical trigger for me. I'll be listening to the band going, (laughs) this sounds great. Here we go. Chorus. If that tone is involved, I'm pretty much out. (laughs) So it's, it's like, um, it's why I've struggled so much with Ice Nine Kills. They have everything that I like, yeah. But he has that tone, right? It's not as bad as other bands, but he has that tone, and I've really wanted to like Ice Nine Kills, but I'm still on the cusp because of his style of vocals. It just doesn't. It it just, it just it's not. It doesn't know. It just does something to me where I'm just like, eee, no. <laughs> so yeah, and I've really tried with Ice Nine Kills, but I I they're, they're, I like them a lot more than I like other bands. Um, and I've heard the great live, so I yeah. probably will end up watching them. But I'm just saying, like, you know, I was listening to it. Good stuff. Chorus came on. See you later. Awesome. That's it. That's the only way I can explain it. I'm yeah. sure there must be other people out there that have this thing. But it seems like there isn't because all these bands that come out and everyone loves them apart from me. <laughs> um, yeah, you have to let us know. Um, find our link tree in the episode description and contact us however yeah. you would like. The only thing let I haven't put in there is... Um, how to create smoke signals, but too many clouds, we wouldn't see them anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. It's going to rain this year. You won't be able to start a fire. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not going to rain this year. It's going to be heat waves this year. It's going to rain, dude. It's going to be the opposite. It's going to be a heat wave. It. Sorry, bro, but hope you enjoyed last year's weather because that's not what you're going to get this year. Why? Why do you say that? I'm just saying it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a mixed weather year. Yeah. I'm... I don't think we will get anywhere as near a nice weather as we did last year i thought we were very lucky yeah this is download don't you know <laughs> how lucky were we with the weather last year we were all standing there going what is happening right now it's beautiful it was i, I, I yeah I, I i think we're gonna have some rain I'm not saying it's gonna be a download 2016 but could be another 2019 possibly yeah i don't know yeah that's know. my that's be... my pre- that's my prediction could be right. sorry but yeah <laughs> It doesn't matter. I mean, I don't care about the weather. Does not affect me in any way whatsoever. I will be having an absolute blast either way. So yeah, some people really dwell on the weather at download. It's like just get over it. Just it's fine. Just, just accept it. If you've accepted it, you can get over it. Move past it <laughs> and have some fun. Don't worry about the weather. It's fine. If it rains, it rains. Oh well. You live in England for fuck's sake. Yeah. You should be used to it. <laughs> should we get back to some bands? Because we're about to start the the logo bands that would normally be on oh the my uh, God. on the poster they aren't at the moment it might be tomorrow we're not doing it tomorrow you never know 
<laughs> we're doing it today. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the first one is Hatebreed. Hatebreed is an American metalcore band from Bridgeport, Connecticut, formed in 1994. The band released its debut album, Satisfaction is the Death of Desire, in 1997, which gave the band a cult following. The band signed to Universal Records and released Perseverance in 2002, which hit the Billboard 200. Uh, combining elements of hardcore and heavy metal, the band is often described as a metalcore, hardcore punk and beat-down hardcore band. They have played a major role in the Connecticut hardcore scene. The second time we've heard beat-down hardcore, I have never heard of that in my yeah, life. Yeah, it's a very hard... Beat-downs are a very hardcore thing. See, I think mm. that their description of the band is wrong. Okay. Because I don't think they're a metalcore band. I think they're a hardcore metal band. Right. Because when you think metalcore, you think of the me- the music being more metal with elements of hardcore, because that's what metalcore is. Right. But I feel like they're more hardcore than they are metal. So I feel like they should be a hardcore metal band, not a metalcore metal band. Okay. I feel like that makes you feel that it's more metal when actually, in fact, it's probably more hardcore <laughs> than metal. Um. So yeah, sort it out, Hatebreed. But anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah. Well, well, on that, well, I think Story of the Year are meant to be post-hardcore. And they sound nothing like any of these bands. They're soft. They're like almost pop yeah. punk. Post hardcore got yeah. Post hardcore emo that kind of stuff all kind of got melded together where people didn't quite understand genres anymore. Okay, and they were just calling themselves like for any band that had like a heavy first album, and then their second album wasn't as heavy, and then they started calling everyone post hardcore bands, and it's like. That makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> okay. So I right. get that totally. You'll be like, post-hardcore? Are they? They're definitely not. Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, cool. so it does happen. People don't, they, they, yeah, they call them shoes. Who gives a shit? You don't make yeah, anyway. it means nothing. Um, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I like Hate Breed a lot. Um, they are a very, very good band. Um, they are very, very good live. Um, hey, they are a great band to see. If if they're on first on like the main stage, they're definitely going to be worth watching because it will jazz everyone up for sure. Um, yeah, I, I mean, they're just a really, really great band. If you like hardcore or metal and you haven't heard Hatebreed, I think you should give them a listen because overall, excellent band. And uh, I will try and catch them if I can. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I... I've heard of Hatebreed quite a bit when back in early 2000s they were they were massive um, and then I didn't hear anything about them until now really to be honest there you go um, but I mean yeah they're okay I, I liked it at the time I liked what they what I listened to recently not I don't think I'd be bothered about seeing them or missing them though if I'm honest I've never been a big hardcore fan either though so mm. that makes sense Behemoth in the Annals of metal, there is no band more synonymous with an unswerving commitment. Oh, these guys. Come on, you've got some big words. You've got an English teacher in your band, haven't you? <laughs> in the Annals of metal, there is no band more synonymous with an unswerving commitment to the single-minded defiance of expectation than Behemoth. Over the course of their remarkable 31-year career, these Polish Hellraisers, spearheaded the spearheaded by Adam Darsky, aka Nurgle, are more than just the architects of their country's legendary extreme metal scene. Over the course of three decades and previous eleven albums, Nurgle's singular vision 
has forged Behemoth into something far more than a mere black metal band. For the third time, a band that has everything that I should like. Yeah. <laughs> Literally everything. Everyone knows how much I like dark stuff, but I've never been able to get into Behemoth. Yeah. Everyone around them I'm into, you know, Filth, Dimo Bogib, all the all the bands you would expect someone who listens to Behemoth to listen to. Yeah. But I've just they've never done it for me. And I've I heard at 29 I think it was 2019 that they were absolutely mind-blowing live on the main stage. I think they supported Slipknot. Yeah. And I was like, "Damn, I'm I'm really upset I actually missed that because that might have brought me over to sort of their side." But yeah, obviously, if you like black metal and you like all those other bands that I mentioned, I'm sure you will be a huge Behemoth fan. Um, but yeah, they've never, they've never done it for me. Never, never done it for me. I don't know what's stopping me being a fan of theirs, but I'm just not, I'm just not there <laughs> with them. But seeing them live might change my mind if I get that opportunity. Um, so yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I've never really listened to much Behemoth. I don't remember hearing much of their stuff over the last few days either. Maybe another band just didn't come on uh, when it was on random. So, uh, yeah, but it's not my kind of band anyway. I don't know why. Like, yeah, I don't know why. Electric Callboy. When the EP MMXX was released in September 2020, it marked a crucial point in the in the career of Electric Callboy with Nico Salach, formerly To the Rats and Wolves, celebrating his debut as second frontman in this new lineup the carefree run of the early days has returned especially the single hippa hippa shot the shot through the roof in record time meanwhile the hit has 28 million plays at the popular streaming portals and 16 million views on youtube and the trend is still rising i do not like electrical boy <laughs> i'm gonna say that straight away okay i was thinking those fucking crazy germans man they've done it again they just love blending weird shit like it's just like ram like it's not like ramstein it's very different to ramstein but i mean like they just love that really pumping electronic stuff and whenever they seem to mix it with metal it just normally makes something really good obviously this is on the completely other side i'm only mentioning ramstein because they're also german completely different musically but it's just so weird it goes from like you know thumper thumper hardcore dance into really metalcore territory really heavy and then with absolutely like gorgeous almost which I, why i thought you would like it boy band vocals mm. very boy band choruses with these guys just you could just take it straight out of a, a any boy band hit and you've just put sort of metalcore around it with some sort of weird german dance beat yeah <laughs> um i don't i don't love them like a lot of people do yeah. But I see why they are so fun. And apparently live, they are really good fun. Typical, just crazy German guys having a laugh. Like they tend to do. Like even Rammstein performing serious songs can't help but take the piss out of everything. So yeah. <laughs> I like that mentality. I like that they don't take themselves too seriously. I think their music videos are hilarious. Um, and if I get the chance to see them, I will. Because I think it will be really, really good fun yeah good laugh cool yeah that's interesting that you say that about blending things uh and the Ger germans I, I never really knew that or thought of it but uh the, the german band i like called deadlock 
and um a lot of their remixes are like dance like trancey kind of remixes you don't really hear that love that shit in europe bro they love that shit in europe yeah yeah love it but yeah it's cool i just thought it was just them but yeah it could be germans generally well not generally not all germans but uh yeah no i never put two and two together like that it's good yeah um but yeah no i i've tried listening to electrical but i've i've seen the hype i've seen i know a lot of people who absolutely love them i am not one of those people i don't know why okay, well I, I don't know why it's i, I don't like dance music like you, you can put two things together i don't know no i don't know why i prevail from the hard-hitting, genre-defying introduction that was 2014's Heart vs. Mind EP to 2016's powerful debut album Lifelines, I Prevail quickly became one of rock's biggest breakthrough, breakthrough bands since first joining forces in the metro Detroit area back in the summer of 2013. Key songwriters Brian Berkheiser, Eric Van Leberg, and Steve Manonian, Manoyan, Manoyan, something like that, uh, have made an Im- immense impact on the world of alternative music. Involved in every aspect of, the, of their band from day one, they built a grassroots fan base through DIY touring, as well as reaching out directly to listeners across the globe before launching into the kind of meteoric rise that few artists ever experience. Yeah, love I Prevail. They are one of the bands I'm looking forward to seeing the most in on the entire poster, not just the Sunday. Um really 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 got into these guys love their sometimes their metal core sometimes they sound like linkin park sometimes they do rapping screaming singing um i just love what they're doing they're just throwing everything at the wall and i like that even though with some bands it's a mess like that sim band we talked earlier Mm. these guys are doing it the right way i think their production is absolutely outstanding um, whoever does any of their production, I don't know who that is, but I think sound-wise, really, really, really good. Um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing because they, they've got a lot of energy. When you listen to them, it's like, oh, yes. <laughs> I really hope they have that live. Yeah. Because if they bring the same sort of energy they do on the record live, whew, it's going to be tasty. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to them. But the, the weird thing is, is I've, I've, I, I have them in my head being like fantastic so i hope they don't disappoint me yeah um yeah but i am i'm generally really looking forward to seeing i prevail awesome uh i think another another one of the bands similar to Hatebreed that where uh, i i knew about them when they were first around and then you just sort of dipped away dipped off dropped off and and i didn't even know they were a band anymore and then all of a sudden they've just become massive again uh or maybe they were massive the whole time i just didn't know about them <laughs> they weren't in my <laughs> wheelhouse there we go. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. weren't in my peripheral vision, if that's yes. the th- That's probably a good yeah, saying. It escapes your vision. Yeah. 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 There we go. <laughs> but yeah, I, I haven't listened to them much. Uh, I did enjoy one of their songs. I listened to them just after download last year, actually. But then, yeah, it stopped again. Stopped. I haven't listened to them much. I don't really know if I like I Prevail or not. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> yeah, you might want to give them a chance, man. Yeah. Give them, a, give them, a, give them another chance. See what, you, see what you're feeling. Yeah. The Distillers. The Distillers are an American punk rock band formed in Los Angeles, California in 1998 by vocalist and guitarist Brody Day- Dahl. Dale. Dahl? It's double L. I think it's Brody Dahl. Yeah, Dahl. Double L, so it should be a soft L. I think. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. Dahl co-wrote 
played guitar and provided lead vocals for nearly every track on the band's three albums. After the breakup of the band in 2006, Dahl and Distillers guitarist Tony Bavalacqua went on to form Spinneret. That's it, it finishes there. <laughs> Odd place to finish. I think I actually got this one from uh, Wikipedia because didn't have anything on Spotify. Oh, okay. um, yeah, Distillers are good. Like, every time I hear a Distillers song, I think that's really good. Um, I like them. I'm not a huge fan like some people. I had friends back in the day that were just everything was distillers like they were just absolutely mad for him um yeah i like them um i won't watch them they're not even though i like punk stuff it's not my sort of version of it um but they're really good and i can see why a lot of people like them and also they were supposed to play last year and they had to cancel so fair play that they're actually got on the lineup this year yeah awesome um next band is ghost and i've got a lot for ghost because i've heard um there, there was nothing on on the download website uh, i went on to wikipedia and the first sort of blurb about them was very long i haven't read it yet um so it might be a load of crap down the bottom but i know there's meant to be some backstory behind the band isn't there sort of some lore behind the band so i thought i'm just gonna get it all because some of it might be oh, okay. really interesting okay let's see what, i see what they say yeah let's see how it goes ghost is known for its eccentric on stage presence, seven of the group's eight members known as Nameless Ghouls wear virtually identical face concealing costumes. Prior to a 2017 lawsuit filed by former members of the band, lead singer Tobias Forge obscured his identity behind a succession of characters bearing the title of Papa Emeritus. Portrayed by Forge in a prosthetic mask and makeup, the persona has been described as a demonic antipope and has undergone five incarnations. One, two, three, Nile, and four. (laughs) For the band's 2018 album Prequel, the subsequent world concert tour, a pale tour named Death, Forge played a character known as Cardinal Copia, who is described as being unrelated to the prior Papa Emeritus, Emeritus character. Copia's costume consists of either cardinal vestments or a black or white tuxedo. He also sports a prosthetic mask with black eye makeup and multicolored eyes features which are present in each Papa character. In March 2020, at the final show of a pale tour named Death, Copia was promoted to the title of Papa Emeritus IV and a persona which Forge has continued to use for the album Impera as its associated concert tour, Imperator. That's it. Awesome. That's a nice little bit of history about the band. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, Ghost are one of the bands of the entire festival for me. They are incredible. An incredible band. Very different to anything else. You know, sometimes they sound more like ABBA than a rock band. Sometimes they sound dark and disgusting. His vocals are just so good. He's one of, hands down, the best vocalists. His tone is unbelievable. They're fantastic live He's fucking hilarious. They don't take themselves too seriously, which is always good for a band like this. Um, you know, they know it's they know they they're in. They're in on the joke. They get it. Um, and I yeah, just lots of fun and some absolutely fantastic songs. I can listen to every single ghost album, start to finish, all incredible. Hmm. I've yeah, I've I'm I'm really sad I didn't get into them on their first album. 
got into them on the second album um because i had an opportunity to see them on the first album and didn't take it um which has always annoyed me um but yeah so i am absolutely buzzing for ghost i'm a ghost fan wall to wall and i think it'll be great to see them on a huge stage and um yeah i think it's be really fun good sing along and it's gonna be great fun i literally can't wait for ghost i hope i have a voice left (laughs) by sunday evening which i probably friggin won't like i did last year because i end up singing every song because i can't help myself when i see bands um but yeah so yeah really looking forward to it yeah i am still not a big fan of ghost um i don't get it oh i do get it i i don't i don't like it (laughs) really um what i gotta say like i can't fault them you know they're doing amazing things it's obviously good music that a lot of people do like it's just not uh not to my taste i would say but i i love i love it when bands have a backstory not many do i love stories and in, in games and films or whatever i love storylines i love immersing yourself mm. in something epic and it is cool that you know he changes the character each album it's kind of like a slipknot it's like like a mask but he changes the whole he changes the way he is on stage the stuff he says yeah like the newest version of papa is kind of like a a las vegas entertainer where he's got like you know the sequin jacket on but he's still got the evil mask right okay but he's a little bit more sort of jokey and you know walking around sort of prancing a little bit more but when he's the papa emeritus the the dark lord version he's a bit more like kind of stern and sort of a bit more evilness to his like movements and stuff and i i like the way that he's evolved the character yeah as part of the albums throughout it's just very cool to see but i'm glad we're getting this version of papa because it's the most fun one right. which i think will be really entertaining and he puts random words in and you know like you know he, at the end of mariana cross he sings marijuana cross instead of mariana <laughs> cross and you know he, he he just has a bit more fun with this version of papa so i think that hopefully that's the version that we get um at download and i think everyone would have a good laugh but also i would love an evil papa set as well so yeah either or for me would be great so that's cool that is so cool but i mean he could do he could do like a one-off papa for, yeah. for something like this. Yeah, sometimes I think he might don the cloak, but I'm not sure if that happens. Because when I saw them at 2013 download, he was in full evil second album, Papa, you know, Satan is the one, blah, 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 yeah. blah, like fucking <laughs> deep in the evil phase of Ghost. So yeah, that was cool to see. But I haven't seen him as fun Papa yet, so I'd like to see that as well. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, they headline bloodstock didn't they like yeah 2017 16 2016 um i was gonna say that a couple weeks back actually a couple episodes ago uh i can't remember who was talking about it so i looked it up and i was like hang on ghost headline bloodstock i bet that couldn't have gone down too well Um, well it probably did because the ghost fans are ghost fans yeah but i think that like in the lead up in the build-up like it probably would have been a lot of shit online yeah i feel like the, the the I feel like the Bloodstockers don't like them because they look like they they look like a black metal band, but they're not. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's pissed a lot of people off. Where they're like, "Well, that's kind of our look, but you're you, but but you know, your vocals sound like ABBA. Yeah. They sing evil stuff and evil songs as well. But I mean, like you know, his vocals are really really nice in some of the songs. They're like really good. Um, yeah. So I think that they feel like they've been done 
are dirty. Mm. I think everyone's over <laughs> it now. But around that time, p- people were still sore about it. I think I don't think it's a thing anymore. But yeah, definitely would have been at Bloodstock at that yeah. time. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I was going to say I, I, I get it, like because it that's Bloodstock is known for really heavy music. So like to have Ghost on, you would have gone like, what? Why? Why? Mm. Uh, headlining but then again we've spoken well. about that before where bloodstock love goofy shit yeah like blood bloodstockers have you know fucking behemoth play and then they have party cannon and they get loads of people watching them because bloodstockers the metalers in general just love goofy shit yeah so i can understand why ghost has gone down so well in the alternative world because yeah. it's silly and that's kind of why we like it <laughs> the music's serious but they don't take themselves too seriously I like that. Yeah. Cool. We haven't got too many left. Too many. A few. Oh, no. Two to go. It's two. Yep. Two to go. Parkway Drive. In the kitchen of the Byron Bay home of Winston McCall stands a refrigerator adorned on one side by a quote from Tom Waits. I want beautiful melodies telling me terrible things. This, the Parkway Drive vocalist says, is a pretty good summation of himself. It holds true too, as one of the guiding principles behind Darker Still, the seventh full-length album to be born of this picturesque and serene corner of northeastern NSW Australia. What's NSW? Don't know. Um, southwest. North Southwest could be North. Oh, southwest. NS. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you just said SW, so I was saying yeah. Southwest. Sorry. North South. Northeastern North Southwest Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Someone tell us what NSW means, because otherwise it's going to be, it's going to be. A serene corner of north, eastern, north, south, west Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and the defining musical statement to date from one of modern metal, modern metal's most revered bands. I like them. I like them. Well, I like yeah, I, I, I don't like Parkway Drive. I never have. They just, I just don't like them. Didn't like them in their original metal, proper metalcore days. Don't like their sort of amalgamation of stuff that they're doing now. I've just, I've just never been it. I don't dislike them in any way. Don't have anything against them. Yeah. I've just, I've just never managed to get into Parkway Drive. Never. Like I said before, we went to see Killswitch Engage support Parkway Drive. We watched Killswitch Engage and then left. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think I. No, I do. I. I've never listened to them before this latest album, and um. I did quite like the album, so I do. I do want to go back and listen to some more. Yeah, I do quite like them now. Never used to. And uh, headlining on the Sunday, we all know pretty much we've done a whole episode on Slipknot, but uh, we should see what they have to say about themselves. No, they, they probably can probably afford someone to afford to pay someone to write it for them. So let's see what they've written and see how how good it is, shall we? Should we mark yeah, it? Let's mark it. Give it. We'll mark like it out of ten. F to A. Oh, oh okay. okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah, F to yeah. A. That's better. F to A. F to the A. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's late. Being silly. Slipknot. There was never a band like Slipknot, and there will never be another. Like a spore out of the Midwest, they've quietly bloomed into the most uncompromising, undeniable, and unique presence on the planet whose influence transcends genres and generations. Since sowing the seeds for revolution in Iowa during 1999, these musical outliers have captured a Grammy Award alongside 10 nominations, scored 12 platinum, 41 gold album certificates around the world and logged over 8.5 billion global streams and 3.5 billion video views to date. 
unprecedented for a rock act in this generation or any other. Rolling Stone cited the sem- seminal platinum-selling 2001 album Iowa among the greatest met- uh, 100 greatest metal albums of all time, while The Ringer attested they're the most important heavy band of their era. In addition to making the group's third consecutive number one debut on the Billboard, two th- Billboard, top, two th- uh, Billboard top 200, their sixth full-length album, We Are Not Your Kind, bowed at number one in 12 countries worldwide in 2019. Selling out shows on multiple continents, they deliver an irreplicable multi-sensory experience on tour and and through their own festival, Knotfest, with their seventh album, The End So Far. Slipknot are back and nothing will be the same again. I think that was quite good. Well written. Yeah, B. Pay them more. Says everything that you need to say about the band. Yeah. Although they did make a quite mistake, but they said they'd never be a band like Slipknot. We can say Mushroom except Head Mushroom Head yeah, that yeah. came like three years before them. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, obviously, they haven't done quite as well, but you know, you, you can't. There should be a link to Mushroom Head there saying well, there was never anyone like Slipknot, except the band that done exactly the same thing as them, but only before they did. I didn't know they did but, it before. Oh, well. I I kind of it is what it is. Took a, took a guess that they might have been before because I've oh used... Mushroom Head were releasing music in like 1994. Were they? Yeah, huh. in masks. In masks. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm a big fan of both anyway. There's no beef between them. They actually, I think they actually like each other. Okay. It's all drummed up by the fans. It's nothing to do with the actual yeah. people. Um, but yes, <laughs> of course. Slippy, slippy. Um, but just listen to what... <laughs> Excellent. Slippy, slippy. Just listen to what you just said. Headlining the Sunday Slipknot. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Is that a good idea? No, it's not. <laughs> I'm sure it is for the day ticket people. But for me, it's certainly not going to be a good idea. Day ticket people will probably have work the next day as well. <laughs> you want to get fucked up in a pit? How how many people do? You, there's no. We won't be able to answer this. But how many people do you think are going to call in sick because they're injured from a pit? Not because they just don't want to go to work. Injured from the pit. They're generally and injured. They can't physically yeah. go. It's going to be a lot. Genuinely injured people. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. Couple like hundred. putting them on a Sunday. I mean, getting slipped on this lineup is great. Petting men on a Sunday is not great. No. <laughs> um, I'm just worried that the crowd are going to be knackered for it. So we'll see. They probably won't be because all Slipmore fans are crazy. Count myself in that mix. But I'll give it my all. <laughs> I'll give it everything I possibly can on that Sunday night. But yes, I am obviously massively looking forward to them. Interested to see what they'll play off the new album. And interested to see my first ever post Roadrunner Records Slipknot show. Yeah, good point. No. To see if yeah. they've changed anything or if there's anything they wanted to do that they couldn't do or are they going to mix some stuff up? Are they going to play some song? I don't know what's going to go on. So I'm quite intrigued to see what they do. But I'm always up for a Slipknot show. So yes, 100% yes. Yeah. Excited. Awesome. I, I, think, I, I think people are going to be tired on the Sunday, but the people at the front... As soon as the people next to them start going crazy, then they'll go crazy, and then other people will see them going crazy, and and there, I think it's the, the people are going to be knackered after. Basically, <laughs> it might be all right. Do you know why? Because the most nuts crowd I saw last year was Corn on the Sunday. Yeah, like you know, seconds to Biffy, they were <laughs> on the bill, 
And I did not see a crowd go that mental the entire weekend. And that was basically Sunday evening. So it is possible that bands like Korn and Slipknot can pull that sort of energy out of you where you're like, do you know what? Fuck it. Like, (laughs) I'm going to use every bit of energy I have left to just go insane. So, yeah, hopefully Slipknot can do that. Yeah. Um, this is not much we need to say about Slipknot. Like we said, we did a whole episode on them anyway. If you haven't heard it, go back and check it out. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm going to be knackered on this Sunday night. I tell you what, yeah, the, the, the people at the front won't be, but the people a bit further back, it, it, it might. I don't know. It, it depends how hard people go. But I was going to say it might be it might be hard getting into it on a Sunday night for the people who aren't in the crowd, aren't in the pit. Yeah. But I don't know, man. That's what sell out. Yeah, you never know, do you? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Slipknot might, like you said, might be able to pull it out of everyone. Force it out of you, yeah. Did, did for me on 20, in 2009. Um, there just, you go. Just went crazy. Like, we weren't that close. We were probably we were probably quite far away, actually. And just, um, I might have said before on here, but like we just stood there waiting for him to come on. Not, you know, we were a bit excited, but we weren't anywhere near close to the front. And as soon as that first, like the first note, the first beat of the drum is like something inside me just went, yeah, let's go. <laughs> That's good. I like the way it influenced you all the way back there, which is great. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just something took over me and it's like, I was not expecting it. It was good. But yeah, like I said, we don't need to say too much. They're going to be good. I might play something new. I think we've, we've heard, heard people saying they've actually got a little new stuff written already for the next album mm. already. Mm. You never know. They might play Bone we'll Church. See. They might want people to stay nah, awake. Except not, we don't have to say much more. Let's cut it off there. Let's um, go to the outro because we've talked about a lot of bands. Um, yeah. It's going to be a long yeah. episode to edit. And um, I, can't, I can't wait to do the next one, honestly. Two weeks' time, we're going to be we're going to be coming back and talking about all the bands that are playing on the Saturday. We should have a bit more information for you by then. Yeah. There might be a few more bands added. We might not have to piss around talking about like uh, cucumbers down pants at the beginning of the episode. We might have to get into it a bit quicker next episode. But um, yeah, we don't definitely. know. We'll see how it goes. Maybe just talk about bands less. Let's talk about cucumbers down pants. More talk about often. cucumbers. Yeah, let's make it a cucumber podcast. A cucumber Forget podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a vegetable podcast. <laughs> awesome. But anyway, yeah, we gotta go. Um, Discord, come and join our Discord. It's absolutely amazing in there. Again, thanks to Stu, who's been been sort of adminning it for us or mod, moderating it for us, doing a fantastic job. We really appreciate it, and we really appreciate and we really appreciate everybody in there who's chatting. And um, I think we've had someone today post their band in it actually. But yeah, if you're in a band, come and come and join and share what band you're in. Let's have a, have yeah, hundred percent, man, do it. But yeah, it's absolutely amazing in there. The Wednesday morning episode again. I know it's, it feels like a long time ago I said it now, so I'll say it again. Get your stories into us. Get your experiences and what you love about download into us so we can start getting ready for the Wednesday morning episode. It's going to be, I have a feeling it's going to be so much more epic, I want to say, this year than last year. And last year was good as it was anyway. It was really good. I really mm. enjoyed it. But this year, I'm hoping it's going to be 10 times better so um yeah get your get your messages in or voice messages and we can start doing that we start prepping prepping for it but yeah thank you all for listening we love you all we've grown far beyond our expectations 
we really enjoy doing this and knowing that other people are enjoying it too makes it far better it makes it even better than than what we thought it was going to be um simon do you want to say a few words about your youtube before we go as well how it's going yeah and all so that? yeah again going fantastically nearly at 700 subscribers now which is absolutely incredible so if you haven't come over to have a look at my YouTube yet. Dole it. I'm Simon Bond on YouTube. Um, yeah, it's going really, really well. And if you want to hit me up on the socials, it's Fonzie underscore Simon on Instagram. Awesome. I'm really enjoying the um, you, your YouTube. Uh, I've said a few times now, just what you're doing with it these days is really good. Really enjoying it. It's the way I found you. So, yeah, <laughs> of, course, yeah. of course I'm enjoying it. Um, <laughs> Thanks, dude. We'd love to hear from you, whether that's by email or you send us a message on our socials or by joining Discord uh, that we keep banging on about. It's absolutely amazing, but it's only amazing because of the people who've already joined. So we're going to say a, a massive shout out to everyone in our Discord, I think. Uh, everyone. And um, every single method of contacting us will be in the show description. Uh, we also need to thank our Patreons, who are James Harrison and Alexander Toon. Absolute massive legends they are. I want to go longer than that. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you all. We really appreciate your support. Well, thank you, thank you both. We really appreciate your support. You massive legends. Our Patreon can also be found in the episode description. So if you want to support us more than just being awesome in the Discord, uh, then joining our Patreon will help us out massively. We'll have all sorts of stuff up for grabs in the near future. Guitar picks, patches, t-shirts. Uh, so it would definitely be worth it. So if you can, go and sign up. Uh, every penny we get will go back into the podcast and help us get better and better and thank you all again for listening we have been dear download anything you wanted to add in on top of that simon i think i've covered everything sounds, sounds good mate cool right that's it so it's a goodbye from simon goodbye y'all and a goodbye from me goodbye